Hail and well met, weary travelers. Of course, I am your illustrious dungeon master, Cody Jahey. Join with me in a new year, are my friends, uh, playing Ozal the Wise, the wizard, Zachary. Hey everybody, how's it going? He's only got one eye, a bunch of armor, and he's huge, playing our paladin, Burn, Dawnbringer, what up? Dean. What's uh, going? <laughs> our friendly neighborhood robot. Oh, and happy birthday to you, Dean. Uh, Thank you. Even though it's late. But, you know, we're live now, so happy birthday. Uh, playing our friendly robot who got run over, but is still smarter than half the group, uh, Kranglis, played by Dini. Happy New Year, meatbags. <laughs> Kranglis got run over by a war cart. Wow. <laughs> Dude. Coming there we go. Licensing right Christmas there. Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Uh, wow. Uh, the greatest cleric to ever walk the earth. Half angel, half Vistani. Our friend Max, playing Marius. Good evening, everyone. It has been far too long since we have adventured in the land of Barovia. It has. Welcome back. We should be back on our, our bi-weekly, ro- no, not bi-weekly, bi-monthly rotation. Uh, every two weeks, playing D&D, going forward to the new year. Uh, we have like three-ish episodes left in our Curse of Strahd adventure before we move on to season two, um, which I got some fun stuff planned. We'll probably transition to a little bit of homebrew and go from there. Um, but other than that, again, we have our, our Bless Wheel. If you want to give us a super chat heading into uh, Castle Ravenloft, our friends are probably going to need it. Um, and that gives you the ability to influence the show. Say hi. Uh, if you have a character that you want us to shout out and or like a name, something like that, uh, just drop us a link in the comments or hit us up on our Facebook page. Uh, we'll put a post up in there and you just be like, hey, can you put this character in the game? I'll find a way to work it in. But uh, other than that, the only new thing we're doing is the hot take of the week. My hot take this week is that the Warhammer 40k universe could hands down take the Star Wars universe in a fight. Roll the intro, Zach! What? That's actually probably not too far. Hear ye! And get ye hype! For tonight's harrowing adventure takes place in the accursed land of Strahd. But fret ye not, though, as our tale is sure to have moments of levity. Provided by our all-star role players, and led by our story dungeon master, Cody J. Hay. Truly, from the bottom of all our hearts, we thank you for tuning in to Live and Let's Dice. Okay. Who, uh, who wants to start us off with a recap? No? Such a tall order, you ask. It's been so long. I know. I was like, what did we do? I can make an attempt at it. We <sighs> continued wandering our way through the dark and dank Amber Temple. We discovered an old creature, decrepit and groaning and cracking, a lich hidden within the depths. Uh, after discussing with it for some time, uh, it offered us a way to find our out of this place and find the knowledge that we seek. He opened the doorway for us towards a, uh, a library of sorts. 
this library was cursed in the nature of some sorts, as some of those barbarian tribesmen we encountered earlier were possessed, staring at these books. From there, we discovered that there were large sarcophagi encased in amber that housed old, dark powers. Ozal seemed to have taken a, a inkling to one of them and decided to remove it from the temple and store it within his extra-dimensional keep. We've searched further for what could cause everything that's happened in Lorovia. Maybe it's one of these dark powers or something that Strahd had stored within this place. Continuing to search through, we found a few other items and at one point decided it might be best to just leave with the information that we had found from the library and that one sarcophagus that he sealed and head back as this dark curse that has been placed on us from fighting the Shadow Argenvast is starting to take hold of our bodies and our equipment. So we rushed out of the temple, packed up back into the wagon, and are now on the road, making our way back to Argenvastolt. You are 100% right. Uh, the only thing that you left out is that at the very end, Ozal had a heart attack. What the fuck? Uh, it wasn't a heart attack? <laughs> Collapse. How dare you? Well, you know what they say, Ozal. Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. Wow. <laughs> Please don't ever do that again. It's going to be the theme tonight. Don't worry. Uh, Ozal, you are currently lying face down, side down, on your um, on your back. Your call. Face down. Your ass up. Your call. I guess. How much damage do you want to take? Uh, as, as little as possible, typically. <laughs> All right, so zero. I can roll a you... I can roll a, a dice if you'd like. No, don't worry. You want to live it up the chance? Uh, no, you uh, you get back on the cart. Burn takes his place after you summon the horses. Uh, feeling shaky and weak, you uh, travel back to the assault room to kind of meet up with your friends and look over the plans of Castle Ravenloft. And as you sit into your chair, it happens. You fall flat on your face. Uh, your again, friend's concerned. Again? Or? No, no, no. This is the whole this first, is the first Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, I was like, god damn. Maybe it is a heart attack. Uh, your body begins to tremble and vibrate, uh, almost seizure-like, as your corporeal form begins to split into several images of yourself on the ground. Uh, Van Richten, worried about what's happening, rushes over to try and stabilize you, being that he has a medical degree. Uh, and as he goes to help you, his hands pass through your body. Oh, spectral is all. And what follows oh. is visions of the past. You find yourself again laying on the ground, except this time there is an explosion that has happened all around you. You see it. The Chrono Hopper itself has exploded. Uh, but this time it's different. Almost as if you have accessed a piece of your memory that you had thought long forgotten to eons of either dying or just old age, being that you're such a great and powerful wizard. 
and there, standing before you, in a ring around this chrono hopper that has come to a halt mid-explosion, you see Merlin. Although he looks different than he has before. In your past memories, you see the smiling face of your old friend who is going to rescue uh, Arcadia from burning. But this sheds more light on it. His left hand has been replaced with something that looks like a mix between a gauntlet and a mummified hand. His right eye, also a different color than his left, being that it's been torn out and a new eye has been replaced. One made of gold with a green lens in it. Standing before him, you see your friend Magnus. And some would say almost still kind of mentor, being that he dwells inside your crystal and gives you knowledge when you need it. Flanking him in a circle, you see the other members of the Council of Ozol. And what transpires horrifies you. Merlin comes striding out of the explosion of the Chrono Hopper, time itself moving very, very, very slowly behind you, as if what's taking place is taking its own realm of time as Arcadia burns around you. You see Magnus approach, holding a similarly looking staff with what looks like some sort of floating polygon that you would recognize as your crystal. You know it takes a different shape for each person who wields it. As he approaches, he calls out to him. He says, Merlin, you have broken every law our cancel stands for. You need to stop this madness. Merlin doesn't even say anything. He just begins to attack. One member of the Council of Ozal goes down. The next. Finally stepping in, Magnus slams his staff on the ground, pushing him back. What happens happens in a fury of blows so fast as time begins to speed up around you. The explosion stretching outward. Words being exchanged. Anger. And then you fade back to your body. You awaken on the ground. All of your friends looking at you as you, uh, kind of groan and roll over. Where am I? Are you okay there, Ozal? You took yourself a tumble. I, I saw Merlin and Magnus. Were they just here? No, it's just us. No, you just fell all of a sudden. How long was I out for? About 17 seconds. My goodness. Do we have... Is, is everyone alright? Yeah, are you? I, I don't know, Burn. And I'll kind of get up a bit. And uh, kind of look at my clothes and see if everything appears to be fine. Which I, I imagine it does. Yes, you you feel normal, uh, almost as if you had woken up from a, a small nap. Uh, you don't feel as shaky as you were before, um, but yeah, you by all appearances feel normal. I need Max to just roll me a private d twenty, please. I can do that for you, certainly. Uh, 
The next thing you hear the whole is party even or just worse. The whole party. You hear a thump on the command deck outside the door from you. As the limp body of Oh god, I forgot Mark's character's name. I don't know, I just Calumban? blanked. Calumban, thank you. Uh, Calumban falls from the turret and onto the command deck. What? what? Dear lord, what was that? Um, what was... Something is going on the, above us. Let's go to progress. Go on, boy. What do you smell, Kringlis? Kringlis is going to go investigate. Ozal will right. begin walking towards, uh, or running towards uh, Caliban to see what's going on. Yeah, you fling open the door, um, doing so. And what's going on, my boy? You see Caliban. He has gone this ghost white color, the, as if all of the color has been drained from his skin. Um, protruding through his chest and out his back is something that looks like a, a black rose with an arrow tip uh, about four feet long. Shit. And then flying off into the sky, you see sure Shin strawed on his nightmare as he takes off into the night sky, laughing. You son of a bitch! Can we do or uh, a medicine check on Calumet to see if we can stabilize him, or is he is he just gone? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, thirteen. Uh, thirteen. Anyone else want to make a roll? I'll sort of. Uh, uh, take his uh, cloak and of, place it on the roll? wound. Uh, medicine. Stay with me, Caliban. Stay with me. And I'll begin. I assume he's bleeding a lot. No, not yet. I will get to this oh. critical hit from Kranglis over here. Damn right. Kranglis, you see, as Ozal's kind of cradling his head and his body, he is holding the spear or this giant ballista bolt or arrow, you're not quite sure what it is, protruding out of his body, the thorns begin to kind of erupt through his skin and spread out as his body begins to kind of outbreak into these tendrils of growing vines with thorns on him. Uh, it begins to consume him, his weapons, as he turns into a bush. And then he melts into a black ichor. Oh my god. Ozone will kind of thing... jump back as this is happening. Oh yeah, you do not want to touch him. The only thing left of him, as this ichor kind of bubbles and fizzes on the command deck, the rain washing it away, is a letter. Sealed with the wax seal of Ravenloft. Um, Ozone is incredibly distraught by this. Um... And Strahd has just fizzled, he's disappeared. He has flown off into the night sky, riding on his nightmare, his laughter filling the night. He's too far away to engage. Ah, uh, at this point, yeah. Yeah, I figured. Um, Ozal will sort of kneel down and... Caliban. Why? My dear boy. Why? What did this sweet dragonborn baby ever do to you? 
You son of a bitch! I love everything that's happening right now. This is amazing. With tears in his eyes, Ozal will mage hand the letter from the Icker and uh, open it. As you pick up the letter, breaking the seal on it, it begins to unfold itself into an origami about five feet tall, the letter growing and stretching into something that almost resembles Strahd. Almost like a programmed image. He begins to talk to you, saying, Ah, I see you have gotten my second gift. Oh, I've forgotten. I'm extending you an official invitation to my wedding. Irina and I will be so happy together. Of course, your first present has already transpired. I have sent it to the town of Lucky itself. <laughs> oh, still lost. I'm sure that you will enjoy the time that you have greeting the town, telling them about my wedding as it comes. As for the rest of you, uh, consider this death an official invitation and my second gift to you. Uh, you know, less weight on the cart and faster movement and all that. Uh, bravo with the Amber Temple, by the way. He claps. Sending home my manservant, banishing him. Marius. Wonderful. Delicious. My third gift awaits you two days after you arrive. I really hope you enjoy it. Ciao for now, my friends. <laughs> it bursts into a cloud of bats. And you're left with nothing but the screeches of night and rain on the command deck. Disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, I paid that guy. Yeah, Cal everything that Caliban had is dead, is gone. It has been disintegrated with this black rose. And out of this ichor, the only thing that is kind of left bubbling is this four foot long rod iron. It's beginning to harden. Um, looks like a ballista bolt or arrow that's shaped kind of like a giant rose uh, as the ichor kind of coalesces into this form. Do you pick it up? Is it is it something that could be picked up with mage hand or is it too heavy? Oh no, it's much too heavy. Imagine like a large ballista bolt, essentially. Is it yeah. dangerous? Uh, you're not sure. It's kind of clattering around on the command deck. You think that if you don't pick it up, it's just going to roll off and can fall I into the woods. Can I roll an arcana check? Sure, you can kick it off. And yes, you can roll an arcana check. Twenty-four for the arcana check. Ooh, nice. Uh, burn. Ozal goes in to look at it. What do you do? Are you going I, to let him investigate, or are you my, just going to... Yeah, I'll let him check it out. Yeah. Uh, Ozal, you lean down and get close to it, and you realize inscribed across the arrow as itself are three different spells. The first spell is a spell of transmutation that is designed that when it pierces the skin, uh, it transmutes them into a bush. The second spell is a disintegration spell, that triggers after the growth has happened, disintegrating them into a pile of ichor. And the third spell is a conjuration spell that conjures itself into a giant iron rose. You think that whatever magic was on here has been used uh, and seems almost more dangerous than like an arrow of sling, uh, as it's just kind of this giant metal rose laying on your deck. 
Could it be used uh, as a weapon? Could it be used as a weapon? Sure. You don't think it would fly very well in its current form with how heavy it is. Yeah, what about like a hammer? Or like a... Like yeah, a, if you want to pick it up, like it could a, just be a club. Like a mace, yeah. Yeah, i give it to you as a Morningstar. So, and <laughs> inscribed as you kind of begin to pick it up and turn on the other side, it says, to whom it may concern on one side. Wow. Does Van Richten or I guess Marius have any response to this? Yeah, wait on me. I was just waiting. You all were so busy with your your moment there. I want to step up and examine the ooze there that's starting to kind of coalesce off the edge of the. It's not card. ooze, Marius. It's our friend Caliban. What's wrong with you? I know this. But Caliban was so much more hearty than that. For him to just evaporate like this or, you know, fall apart. It's very, very strange. And I, I'm more concerned that maybe this is just a show and Caliban might actually be somewhere else. Um, I'll kind of take a look at... Ozal, do you detect any magic from this? Don't like, you do that, Marius. Don't you give me hope? <laughs> I'll uh, explain the, the transmutation spells and, and the other spells that were on the item. You you also take a moment to regard that a, a, a weapon like this being deployed in such a manner is him essentially launching a legendary weapon at someone. A single-use legendary weapon. Almost as like a giant fuck you. I don't know that Kalimban could have survived this, Marius. That's very powerful magic in this item. And I'll sort of sit down on the couch right there and sort of put my head in my hands. I will say a prayer for our friend then. We seem to keep losing them here on this road. Maybe we'll make our way out to Barovia soon. It is at this moment the gray sky, or the, the dark black sky, fades to a lighter gray as the sun begins to rise on the next day. As this happens, you feel a vibration. Burn! Oh, you guys feel that? Uh, hold on one second, I'm reading my notes. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to start with Marius. Marius, your back begins to vibrate as the shield on your back dissolves into dust in the wind and flies off behind the cart. Your shield is dust in the wind. Kringlis, from your pocket, something turns to dust and flies off into the wind. Burn. Your body begins to violently vibrate as the armor, except for your helmet, your armor disappears into ash in the wind. My armor? Your plus one plate mail. And Ozol, your cloak of protection, does the same. What the fuck? This must have been the curse from the dragon burn. 
as that happens, appearing on the command deck is a familiar face. Ooh, nope, that's coloring. I don't want to do that. Sorry. Uh, perched high above, you make out the familiar form holding a, a banner of Rat, the witness. And he says, <clears throat> I'm sorry for the loss of your compatriot. Um, I believe that my lord has a dark sense of humor, but he does send his regards as a thank you for the wedding gifts that you have given him. Should you want to reclaim them at any point in the future, they will be available inside the royal hold, the royal hold, inside Castle Ravenloft. Any further questions may be directed to me for the next 32 seconds. Is Caliban alive? No. All that is left of him is in the friend. You're at the hand of your friend. And he gestures to burn, holding this mace. Improvised mace. Can I... That I have named to whom it may concern. Can I run an investigation check to see if he's lying? Uh, you can run insight. insight. Or insight, thank you. Yeah. 15. I would also uh, like to insight this man. Of course. A hey, 10. Uh, yes, you guys know instinctively that he is telling the truth. There is no lie. And he said, hey, if you do not believe me, if you have the um, Zone of Truth spell, I would be willing to fail that check so that you know my words are true. So we are running out of time. TikTok, my friends. More questions? When is the wedding? Right. You are approximately four days from Argenvastholm, judging by the skull on the top of here. I'm assuming you're trying to reclaim the hammer. From there, it is another day to Valaki, and then another three days to Castle Ravenloft. The wedding will take place approximately three days after you arrive in Valaki. Should you leave straight from Valaki to Castle Ravenloft, you should make it just in time for the ceremony. I believe that that is irony. So you're saying we must make our way there now. I don't know that you would make it in time. Isn't Even if you made all haste. Let alone bringing such a powerful artifact. And he kind of looks over at the skull on top of the battle cart. I really hate this guy. Take your shot, my guy. That's Cody the Dungeon Master saying that, not Rat the Witness. He's perched. I ain't trying to fight. Okay. With uh, no other concerns or questions, he simply disappears as a shadow on the wind as daylight breaks. Or, you know, what uh, passes for daylight in Barovia. It's almost like things couldn't get any worse. Just Burn. about, it seems. Uh, so, I will have those players uh, remove those items. I can read those items off to you here uh, that have been transported, not destroyed. 
to Castle Ravenloft as a wedding gift for Strahd. Uh, Max, that would be your shield. Um, Kringlis, that would be your jug. Burn, that would be your plus one plate. And Ozol, that would be your cloak of protection. Yep, I just took it off on my sheet. Okay. Burn, you are driving, correct? Uh, sure. Okay. Can I have you make an animal handling check and or a dexterity saving throw for the cart? Dexterity saving throw. I'm proficient in animal handling, so I'll do that one. Oh, sorry. Uh, 21. 21. You see a dark shadow in the sky as it becomes arcing down closer and closer to the battle cart. What do you do? It's a what in the sky? A giant dark shadow coming straight towards the, the battle cart. Oh god. Um Like 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 intercept or I guess I guess stop the cart, I guess? I mean this thing's huge. It's not like we're outrunning anything in this thing. It's vaguely man shaped. Yeah, I'll stop the cart. Okay. You stop the cart. And you hear what sounds like fresh snow on a winter day. You smell the smell of gingerbread and eggnog. And then you hear as if a bowl full of jelly is jiggling. Ho, 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 ho! And boots that clatter onto the assault deck themselves. Oh my god, is this what I think it is? Uh, Burns excited. Burns getting up and he's running up there. Yeah, so the cart goes to full stop. Standing. He's here! Standing (laughs) along the deck of the assault deck is old Saint Nick. (laughs) He has a scythe that vaguely looks like a candy cane, clad in full plate red armor, and carrying the biggest bag of holding that is overflowing with gifts. Oh my god, Santa! <laughs> Is this a friend of yours, Burn? Ozal, don't you know the tale? The tall tale of old Saint Nick? I'm not familiar, my boy. Will you inform me? Once a year, if you haven't slain anybody who's not worthy of slaying, he'll bring you a trinket of gratitude. For, for being a good person. It is true, my lad. This oh is a Barovian God. legend, my boy? No. Although, I believe last year, since I was not able to get into the Realm of Mists, the Count took care of that. But from my recollection, it was quite nasty. So I figured and this I'll- year... Look to my hand and say, yes, it was. (laughs) Come, boy. I have something for you. He sets down this sack onto the ground, and he leans his gigantic body. He's he's taller than Burn. Taller and wider than Burn. He leans his whole body inside the sack, his legs kind of kicking, as he pulls out a small, wrapped gift for you. Uh, For me or for Ozol? 
Uh, for you first, Burn, since you were the one who recognized him. Yay! Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you, Mr. St. Nick. He hands you this giant package. Would you like to open it? May I? <laughs> of course, my boy. You open it, tearing apart this almost like fragile-looking paper that's kind of bright red with this golden-trimmed ribbon. Inside looks like this giant set of antlers. He says, that's for you in Trundle. Uh, these antlers can be equipped to Trundle as a magic item. They give him a flying speed of 60 feet, HP of plus 10, and plus 1 to his AC. Wow. Can you drop this the volume just a bit on that? Fantastic. Yeah, sorry, I was working on it. It got really loud. Um, Zach, he throws you a small box. Ozone. Ozone, sorry. Inside May of I? which... Of course. And I will begin inside, opening the box. Inside the box, there is what looks like a glove with a spring coiled around it that crackles with electrical energy. Uh, when you put it on, this machine acts like a wand of lightning bolts uh, and also grants you resistance to lightning. This is most interesting, St. Nick. Thank you. Kringlis. Bow. You are very welcome, my son. Kringlis, you're handed a small, very, very small, like, jewelry box. With confused gratitude. Thank you. As you open it, you realize this gem would slot perfectly into your little turret. It is an auto mech mod. It increases the base walking speed to 30 for your little spider tank. Oh, and adds good. an extra attack for the force ballista. Nice. Excellent. Last but not least, he turns to you and he winks at you, uh, Marius. He says, I have not forgotten you. Uh, he begins to feel around on his jacket and he pulls out a large coin and he flicks it at you with his thumb. Marius goes to catch it and then fumbles and it falls to the floor. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am, I'm sorry. Um, who are you? He taps his nose and with a wink he says, you know who I am, boy. And disappears. Dad? <laughs> I was going for Helm, but yeah, you know. <laughs> that works too. What did you get, Marius? I do not know. I'm, I, I, I lean down and pick up this coin. On one side, there is a gauntlet. And on the other side, there is a, sh a sword. The coin of fate is what I'm calling it. And I've changed it a little bit from, from some of the other um, variations online. The coin of fate is once per day, a creature you can see within 30 feet. You can choose to activate the coin. You flip the coin. The DM will roll a dice and ask you odd or even. If the player answers the correct answer according to what I have rolled so if I roll odd and you say odd that's correct you can choose to impose advantage on someone or disadvantage on someone if you get it wrong 
you can impose disadvantage. It imposes disadvantage to you. Hmm. I see. Well, this is quite the gamble to use, but it could come quite in handy in a bench. Thank you, old Saint Nick. Helm. <laughs> I will put my gauntlet on. The good with the bad. I will add these to treasure. Control V. Send. Glorious dungeon master, I have a question for you. Ask away, my friend. We took scripture or time studying the the keep replica that was within the uh, Amber Temple of Castle Ravenloft. Yes. Did we happen to find the the royal hold, I think is the verbiage that the witness used? No. You presume, uh, just based off of your own passive perception, um, if you remember, when the flaming skull was coming out, it actually charred the under section of the castle to keep whatever was down there a secret. You would presume that in most holds, or vaults, they typically lay within the bowels of the castle. So there was no, nowhere we discovered in the removal of the different floors a, a keep or treasury? Correct. In the upper you have, floors? The only thing that was missing in the upper floors was something in a tower that you were not quite familiar with. Um, you couldn't make out what the room was based on its geometry, size, and fake furniture that were in there. It is unfortunate. We did not really explore Castle Ravenloft when we had the chance to. So, that is... curious as to where our belongings might be. Yes. Baron, let us be on our way. Let's quickly quicken our pace. Luckily, these magical beasts do not need to rest. True. But you do. And you are quite tired. I think we should start working in shifts to ensure that the wag- the cart continues forward. Must all so stay at least partnered with one other person so that we don't suffer a fate that Caliban did. Uh, Van Richten looks perturbed. What's up, Van Richten? Why- why- why the sour face? I didn't get a gift. Oh, you must have slayed someone. Who did not deserve it, Van Richten. <laughs> he like, reaches in his pocket and pulls out a black rock and sets it on the table. He's like, oh my god, it's I cold. Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Smash cut. <laughs> better, luck, better luck next year, my boy. He kind of grumbles. He says, I'm, I'm heading below. Uh, and he will retire to one of the rooms. Uh, as he's walking away, he says, Barn, I'll take second shift uh, driving. You got it, bud. And he heads down below to one of the rooms. I will uh, sit up front with Burn and uh, admire my gauntlet. Nice. Kringlis, what are you doing? Well, Kringlis doesn't need to sleep, so um, he's going to install that little uh, 
trinket on the turret. Yeah. Which is going to be uh, awesome. As you're doing it, kind of on the front of this spider tank, there is one little diamond or, like, ruby inset gem to the left side of what you would call its face. And then a perfect slot on the right for another one. As you click it into place, you realize that it completes the automech totally. It has totally changed the feel to it. Now on the front of it, there are two eyes and a grinning face. As if it is happy to see you. Wow. A grinning face. It's got a smiley face on the front. <laughs> uh... Awesome. Well, I can't wait to try it out. <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else you would like to do uh, as you guys are headed back to Argon Uh I will be using my time to make some more potions. Okay. Um, Marcus. Oh. oh, go ahead, Zach. No, Marcus can go. It's okay. I'll go after. Okay. Marcus, what are you doing? I am contemplating what exactly is going on with Thrad and how he's managed to steal the items that we've taken. Figure out what happened with Caliban and why he seemed to have turned into that mush. That and how Strad. I'm a little confused on how Strad managed that without us really knowing. Um. Well, you were occupied in a separate room. I was. Poor Caliban was up on top on the turret all by himself, like he normally is. Yes. You're right. I need guidance from Helm. I need to pray. How can we manage to save the people of Barovia here and stop this wedding? I need his, his guidance and, and wisdom. So, I think I will retire and go and pray until it is my shift to drive the cart. Okay. So, I will head to my room. Marius, as you fall off to sleep, and those will all come back to you, don't worry. As you drift off to sleep, somewhat uncomfortably, tossing and turning, that familiar cloud area. Last time if you remember you were lifted above the heavens and Helm chose you standing there in his full glory in all of his armor. This time it's a little bit different. You are standing on top of these clouds as they kind of move across Barovia. Everything around you is dark and there's just a faint glimmer off in the distance as if the sun is trying to set but it's like there's a giant clawed hand forcing the sun down. So only a little bit of light comes out of it. And then you hear his voice. Since my son, Marius, you've come seeking counsel. Ask your question. Yes, gold of protection. Is there any way that we can stop this wedding that is happening within the land of Barovia? The stoic god kind of looks out across the sky. 
No. This is a place of cycles. To do that, you must break the cycle. Unbind this land from the mist and return it, and you will have freed the people who have been dwelt here. How do we unbind the land? He kind of waves his hand, and the ground underneath you moves, leaving from the battle cart and the sun that is trying to escape to the tall towers of Ravenloft, where you see standing on one of the balconies is the Dreadlord himself looking across the land. The ground underneath you moves like water as you see shambling forms of zombies and skeletons claw their way from the necropolis and start heading towards the town of Velaki. In the highest tower, you can see a red pulsing light. Almost like a heartbeat. He says, to unbind the land, you must first strike at its heart. And the vision fades. You wake up <gasps> suddenly, sitting in bed, covered in sweat. There's something within the tower that I must. We must go to. <sighs> Thank you, Helm, for the guidance. I will make sure to use this. Okay. Smash cut back to the front of the cart. Uh, it was all burned. Ozal, I believe you had something you wanted to do. Uh, yeah, Ozal's going to uh, concentrate on replenishing uh, the spell slots that are stored in the crystal, uh, bringing them back up to the full complement of five. Uh, three shield and two absorb elements. I will also use um, the effect during the rest to change out my cantrips. And so I'll okay. be exchanging Mind Sliver out for Mold Earth in. Okay. And uh, at this point, should I also uh, refill my spell slots back to their normal level? And yeah, you guys you? can uh, take a long rest across the board for those of you who are sleeping. Okay, awesome. I'll do that for you. And... Um, I will begin... Uh, well, actually, does this magic item require attunement? Yes, it does take a slot of attunement. Okay, I'll begin attuning to the item. Okay. Uh, your hand goes numb the first couple seconds you put it on. Uh, as you begin to attune to it, the electricity coursing through the glove itself over the spring that kind of rolls around this... It's like a leather glove with like a golden copper spring that wraps around the wrist over one of parts of the thumb, up each two fingers, uh, one being the ring finger, the other being your middle finger, as it kind of crackles with a faint blue electricity um, as you attune to it. Awesome. Um, and I will uh, ask Burn how he's doing. Burn, how are you doing after what happened to Calumban? I'm sad, but I think I, I think I might be more sad about my armor. 
Okay, so for for <laughs> visual purposes, is he just like in the nude? Like, what is? Dude, he I sent a picture in Discord. <laughs> he has a masterwork helmet on that is shaped kind of like a the visage of Odin. Two hang horns. On. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. yeah. Are, the, are you like in Chippendales right now? Like, what? Yeah, you gotta see it. That's funny. I'm actually really impressed you're able to make that. Uh, a that quickly, and B oh, that God. accurately. <laughs> I will. Uh, here, let's pull that up. So there's Burn right now. <laughs> For our audio listeners, uh, if you've never seen our show, uh, we take Hero Forge uh, minis and we use them as kind of our, our avatars in game. Um, Burn Donbringer is now in a pair of gloves, a pair of boots, his masterwork helmet, and some pink and white boxers uh, holding his great <laughs> polka sword. Polka dots. Horse cutter. Yes, polka dotted. Thank you. Uh. Not only I'll, is Caliban uh, gone, but my armor's gone, and now I'm cold. <laughs> I'll I'll uh, take off. If you recall, Ozol was wearing the. Um, it was like the something of the Wild Hunt. It's like a big, uh, like fur battle cape thing. The pelt. Was, yeah. Yeah, the pelt. Thank you. I'll take it off and wrap it around Burn. Uh yeah. Um, Com- compared to his his size, compared to yours, it's like. Uh, me as no, this a child. Was on a bar- this was on a barbarian. This oh, is like I'm a aware. huge dude that we took that, this off of. He was big, but Burn is bigger. It, <laughs> yeah. It's like if you were to take a kid's large and hand it to a full-grown adult. Um, you're able to wrap it around your waist, probably. It's <laughs> uh, a thought that counts. It is exactly. Not to take it away from you. Yeah, I look like Broly now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, and you guys drive off into the night. Ooh, I can cast Prestidigitation to make him feel warm. Yeah, you can. I'll do that. Place my hand on his shoulder and burn. You will begin feeling warmth. This is nice. Thank you. No problem, my boy. Let's keep been an eye on you. I can't we bring want- Caliban back, but at least I'm not shivering. We don't want the same to happen to you, my boy. Now pat him on the back. Uh, yeah, also, Cuddy, what am I going to do? Because my armor class is now 11. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> wow, I mean... Like, I took it off my inventory. I was like, oh my god. It comes I'll keep you safe, episode. Burn. Just don't, don't worry. I'll keep okay. you safe, Burn. With my total um, armor class. This this episode's more of a roleplay episode. 14 so think, armor Thank goodness for that. Uh, you, with no cold weather gear, travel through the mountains, snowing and sleeting... Uh, and over the course of the next three days, make your way almost back to Velaki. So I'm going to put you guys... Or, I'm sorry, to Argonvast Hold. I'm going to put you guys on R over here. Uh, if you want to zoom out into the left just a little bit. While this is happening in tandem, let us turn back the clock a bit. While yeah, you were adventuring... Uh, right there. Ping me? Oh. oh, you can't see R because it's on the Dungeon Master's uh, lair. Did it not move? That's okay, uh, just right uh, there. Oh, there's uh, the cart. Uh, you uh, can uh. see it now. Yeah. Shazam. Um, we'll turn back to the clock. It's midnight. The town of Velaki sleeps comfortably. 
waiting for its heroes to return as they have set off to the Amber Temple. Mordenkainen has been charged with defending the town against whatever danger is to come to it in the meantime. There's been some talk of a Kraken, though. He expects that he will have to go to the lake to fight it. As he is meditating, preparing his spells for combat, the town begins to shake. One inch of water begins to come into the blue water in. And then it begins to raise as the ground shakes and a tsunami comes flooding out into the town. Okay. So. Give me two seconds to explain here. Let me get my... Uh, my sheets up here. Zach, why don't you give us a shout out who's in the chat here? Uh, yeah, we got Tukatri, Toy Mafia, and Badfish right now. Welcome, boys. Welcome. As the night fades in and the water begins to rise, flooding from the lake to the north gate, creatures begin to pop up in the water, almost as if they are these small kraken-like beings, each of them waving their arms. You can see a rider on their back. Doing so, they are pulling the water with them as if they are controlling this flow of water. The town alarms go off. The men and women of the Spartan cast ready their arms, getting people to shelter. Mordenkainen has time to set up some temporary barriers. The feral fighters also respond with Seth the Bowman heading to the east gate uh, to the dead zone as the fight begins. Riding atop a fully grown kraken, one eye in the middle of their forehead framed by gross gooey antlers with tendrils pulsing and moving in time with this creature, you make out the figure of Stolos, who has merged to become one with this Kraken. Their tendril-like wings wrapping into the other tendrils of this beast. Its breath happens at the same time as the Kraken's. Their owl eyes are closed. Stolos, would you like to say hello? Well, first of all, <laughs> what an amazing map. That is nuts. I wasn't expecting a tsunami. <laughs> I got you, dude. Yeah, um, Stolas is now merged, if you will, with this Kraken. Uh, could you describe this creature to me? Oh, yes. Here, let me see if I get a handout for photo for our viewers. Yeah. The Kraken. It is a large octopus-like being. I would say in D&D it looks a little bit more like a Sarlacc. Let me share my screen here. Uh, select screen. 
Alright, Zach, if you want to put me up there, I can show all of our friends and viewers. Uh, has this huge gaping maw down here. Tendrils coming out of it. I like to picture that you're probably sitting somewhere along the head crest uh, as it propels itself through the water. Uh, it is a leviathan of legend, if you will. Um, a beast of the deep. Something that has been sleeping in Lake Zarevich for a very long time. Wow. Very cool. Well, it looks like Malaki is screwed. Yeah. Um, the walls and barricades that you guys have put up has been able to route some of the water, but the main gate has been burst open, uh, headed straight towards the Blue Water Inn. Uh, currently at the Blue Water Inn is the magnificent, the one, the only, Arthur, standing his ground inside the tavern. <laughs> Atop the roof is Esmeralda Devonair, uh, apprentice to the one and only Van Richten, uh, who has recently struck out on her own. Faye is also standing on the roof next to her. Um, coming down the street are two more of the Spartan classes, kind of trying to make some sort of shield wall and get people to safety. Um, they have turned Marius's church into a safe haven, as well as riding people to the Burgermaster's Manor. Uh, at the Burgermaster's Manor, um, we have a couple people. Ismark is there, and uh, Uther, the lumberman, is there. Towards the chapel itself, we have Ernest Winwright, the cart owner, as well as the Porter Brothers, who are, I believe, Max's apprentices, uh, heading up the Word of Helm. Um, other than that, again, you have Seth the Bowman, who is taking up point as these Krakens are trying to surround the town, bringing the water with them. Um, we're going to kind of go free flow. I'm going to go top to bottom. Uh, I will start. I will be playing the part of the other townspeople, as well as moving some of the enemies around. Um, Stolas, I guess in this case, not Kranglis. You will just tell me what you want to do with your giant kraken, and I'll move it where you want to. So um, probably the ruler tool is going to be the fastest and easiest way to do this. You just point where you want me to put it, and I'll put it there. The other people... Uh, if you have a faction that is represented here, so that being Ozal with the Wizards, Burn with the Spartan Boys, and Marius with your Porter Brothers, you tell me what you would like to do, and we will do our best narratively to make it happen. Um, yeah, the siege begins. Um, Morden Cunning is able to put up a wall of force, riding the water around him and Slag as they begin to converse. Slag looks up at this creature looming over this titanic wave that is coming at them. He says, what the hell are we going to do? Mordenkainen says, silence! As he begins to think, paging through his book, his staff plunged into the ground, focusing on this wall of force. Uh, that brings us to Ozol. What would you like to do with your apprentice eye? Um... They will begin helping secure the city and uh, trying to make sure that everyone gets to safety. Okay. 
Uh, I'm trying to pull up their uh, spell lists. Let me look at Faze and Arthur's real quick. Let's see. Um, we are unaware of this, correct? Uh, it has happened in the middle of the night. Um, you guys, I mean, the town is always on edge. I mean, especially after all the vampire attacks, or the, excuse me, the werewolf attacks and other things that have been happening. Um, but thankfully, you guys invested back into the town, um, building, you know, Minutemen soldiers. So while you were caught with your pants down, it did take some time for the water to get here. And you have enough heroes and town guard to help kind of route people in times of danger. Now okay, it's just so trying to minimize collateral damage to the town again. Gotcha. So um, a few things that can be done. Um, Faye has the message spell, so she can start communicating over a distance with the other, um, I guess, like troops or groups yeah. of people. Okay. Um, and then Arthur, his familiar is a fish, so he'll start sending his familiar out. I thought it was an octopus. I think it was a, like a goldfish. Or something. It was a goldfish? <laughs> All right, no, that's perfect. Yeah. I love that. That's hilarious. So his, his familiar will start swimming and basically trying to alert Arthur and Faye if there's, you know, like someone stuck that's, that's in danger. Um, as, and as, or is this at night or is this during the day? Uh, this is at night. This would have been uh, two days after you guys have left to the Amber Temple, so not close enough they can call for reinforcements. Uh, but, I mean, you also have a very powerful wizard on your hands, so. Sure, so then uh, he's also going to cast light to um, kind of brighten areas to make sure that no one's stuck. Um, and I think I just have the two wizards, right? Correct. Or- I, I will say you can do that, but... If you remember, Max had a bunch of continual flames put in. Oh, yes. Which okay, are the, so, the blue yes. lights. Yeah, okay. So then I won't do that then. Uh, Arthur will also... Um, let's, see. let's see. Yeah, he will He will use his fine familiar spell um, to you know have this thing floating around. And then also use Tensor's Floating Disc to kind of float around above the water and make sure that you know he can be useful and helpful um and yeah i think that's it he has kinetic jaunt too so he can kind of jump from building to building yeah yeah he's gonna with his goldfish he's gonna start securing people and then Faye's gonna start directing traffic to the other groups sounds good uh if you want to get your ruler out um you can just tell me somewhere within like 400 feet where you want to move your characters uh if you would like or they can stay at the, the yeah. You know, I'll, the I'll move Faye back here, and then Arthur back here to start kind of forming up with these groups here. And you know, Faye will kind of work Perfect. her way backwards, away from the water. Start moving the civilians just uh, to, to some some semblance of safety. Okay. Um, worst case, Arthur also has rope trick. Uh, if there's like elderly, mm. that they can at least for an hour be somewhat safe and not drown. And so that's what my wizards will be doing for the first few turns. Okay. Um, Burn, what would you like your Spartan cast warriors to do? <clears throat> Where's like the... Oh. Okay. So I have spread them out. Um, you have some to the west over here towards the chapel. 
Uh, you have two ranks of them in the center north, as well as some in the south. Um, okay. There is a wall and some buildings that are kind of splitting up right here, this flow of water, if you were going to try and throw them in there. Um, I will say for the town soldiers, each circle represents a contingent of 10. So you have 50 men that you are roughly moving around. Um, yeah, I kind of want to go to, I guess, like, the biggest threat. So I'm okay. assuming it's the Kraken. Uh, the Kraken is the biggest threat. However, um, your soldiers have been trained really well and are kind of able to spot. They realize the water is being spread by what they are calling Kraken spawn. Uh, with these summoner-like guys on the back. They're holding these giant, like, coral staves. Uh, and they seem to be channeling spells to help move the water out. Um, trying to surround the town and flood several areas. Okay, and I'm, I'm assuming some of my guys are archers. Um, they can be whatever you need them to be for the scenario. It's kind of a free-flow, fun, cinematic situation. <clears throat> serious. Yeah, I want to start know. lobbing arrows at whoever looks like they need arrows in their face. Um, that would be pretty much any of the enemies on board. So why don't you uh, tell me where you want to move these guys, and I will kind of move them there for you. You get about probably the same, like, 400 feet uh, of movement. You know, 450, somewhere in there. Uh, and you can post them up. If yeah. you want to put them on a wall, you just tell yeah, me, and I, I, will, I will do it for I you. How do I ping again? Uh, press and hold. Uh, with just the the normal button, and it'll put out a wee okay. wee wee wee. Yeah, I guess kind of like up in this area. Okay. Move these guys here. I know they're kind of surrounded, but they kind of got lay of the lands. Yeah. Do you want them to attack the kraken? Oh, actually, or the okay. These spawn? guys, like these guys, are the coral guys. Yeah. So they're they're yeah they're on the back side. Okay. They're double tokened. So let me let me split up half my guys over here. And then half, or half my guys right here, because it's kind of equal distance between those two. Okay. Um, so, one, two, three, four. Am I missing a contingent somewhere? I just copy and paste one. Uh, okay. Boop. And then these guys will flux this way. Uh, do you want to keep your other tin down here, or you want me to move them? Uh, I guess they could stay on me. And I okay. was going to make my way up towards Stolas. You are not here. Oh, I'm not here. You are not here. You okay, are I'm sorry. I saw our battle card no, right there. Yeah, that's actually permanently in the map. I was trying to. It took me like an hour to figure that out. I was like, what layer <laughs> okay, is it on? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. good. Uh, um, it's in the overlay somewhere, and I couldn't get rid of it. So it's. Yeah, it the, the, the rest of the guys can uh, kind of support. Um, I guess kind of in the center of the, I guess right here. Okay. Kind of yeah. just keep keep the center of the town safe. They will hold in reserve, uh, protecting anyone in the Blue Water Inn. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Stolas. Stolas, I'm going to allow your creature to move either 1,200 through the water uh, or 500 on land. So... 
That puts you like. Did did I get skipped? Nope, you were after Cranglis. Okay. I'm just going in picture order on the left hand side of our UI. Yeah, I would like to take uh, max movement straight down the middle. Straight down the middle. Okay. Uh, you crash into the Blue Water Inn. Your final stand will serve as a warning for the next thousand years. <laughs> Holy God. shit. Um, Cody the Dungeon Master is scared. Um, you rip past the town gates, flooding over, you know, using the tsunami uh, to kind of glide your, your octopus body with. As you arrive, uh, just roll me four d20s. Will do. That's a 30. Oh, I'm sorry, 30 total. So, uh, 15... 23, 12, and 20. The 15, the 23, and the 20 will hit. Um, go ahead and roll me 10d10 damage. 10d10. Wait, how do I do it? Uh, if you click the dice button, uh, you can go to advance. And then it'll say roll, we'll say 10, D, 10. That's an 81 for me, if you want to take that. Okay, thank you. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, would you like to destroy the sleeping quarters, um, the top half of the tavern, or would you like to destroy the stables? Hmm. Uh, I'll go ahead and destroy the, uh, the sleeping area. Okay. Upper floor. Um, you focus your one demon-like Hadar eye on Stolas's body and just twitch your arm, being that it has become one with this tentacly creature. Uh, doing so causes four of the tentacles to come gliding over and clash into the roof taking it off completely from the blue water in, losing the entire upper floor. Um, your Krakenites will go. I'm going to move this one down. These ones are going to engage you directly, Burn. Oh. Uh, engage you directly, uh, Burn. So he's going to slide in here. And this one is going to attempt to take down the gate. Uh, the east gate has resisted my attack. This guy is going to move over here and try to keep spreading the water. Uh, Marius, you have control of your three guys, plus, uh, since you were running Calamban's character, you may move the um, Barbarian cast. Uh, let's see here. The Barbarian cast will charge directly into, you know... The mouth of the beast, essentially, going after the Kraken. Uh, the Porter brothers are a bit smarter. One will cast Water Walk amongst the parishioners within the cathedral. 
The other will cast a sending spell, which I will read out sending for you. Uh, here we go. Sending can do once per day. It's a one-action cast. A creature with which you are familiar. Short piece of fine copper wire. Duration is one round. You send a short message of 25 words or less to a creature with which you are familiar. The creature hears the message in its mind, recognizes you are the sender if it knows you, and can answer in a like manner immediately. The spell enables creatures with intellect scores of at least one to understand the meaning of your message, and you can send the message across any distance and even to other planes of existence, but if the target is on a different plane than you, there's a 5% chance that the message doesn't arrive. Okay, who are you sending it to? He is going to send it to Mordenkainen. Oh. <clears throat> Velokia is under attack. Send help. Uh, you get a reply almost immediately as it goes off from Mordenkainen. Shut up! I'm here. I'm working. <laughs> he didn't know that he was here, so I mean, he's just doing that, you know? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, he's very perturbed. Mm -hmm. uh, and then lastly, Peter Porter will uh, begin closing up the temple itself to try and protect the people from the floods. They'll work their way out and start with that water walk, help anyone that gets you know, pushed out from this water as if it comes out, try and get them to higher ground. Okay. Cool beans. Um, I will need you to roll me three d20s. I can certainly do that for you. Which one, though, are the barbarians so I can move them towards the Kraken? Uh, bottom right. Sorry, I moved them towards the uh, Krakenite. Ooh, I had the natural 20, a 19, and a Hell 7. yeah. Perfect. So, uh, you get two hits out of three on the Kraken. And I am kind of just loosely following on my side uh, as to how many hit points of damage these specters recommend uh, for group combat, just to make it not too complicated. Um, that goes back to you, Ozol. Uh, the floodwaters begin to rise. Uh, the enforcements from the east gate go running past you and straight towards the giant kraken, uh, leaving uh, Seth the Bowman kind of by himself on the gate uh, as he's fiercely launching arrows um, towards this little Krakenette and its rider. Uh, he's not doing so hot. Um, yeah, how would you like to proceed? Uh, can you ping Seth the Bowman for me, please? Oh, yes. this guy right here? Yep, all by himself. Okay, uh, give me a second. Let me see what Arthur can do, if anything. Let's see. So yeah, I'm going to say, depending on the spell you try to cast, uh, you're going to have to be within its max range. Yeah. Um. Which, I mean, if you are near Seth, you should be able to hit it or attack. Yeah, Arthur doesn't have the best attacking moves. Um, he's brave. He is brave. 
I don't quite understand Vortex Warp. It seems like that's to move something out of the way, right? Um, if you want to link it, we can read it and we can learn together. Yeah. Vortex Warp. Uh, at second level, it says, you magically twist space around another creature you can see within range. Uh, the target must succeed on a constitution saving throw, or the target is teleported to an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range. The chosen space must be on a surface or in a liquid that can support the target without the target having to squeeze. Okay, yeah, so, um... You said Seth is under attack, he's not doing well? Uh, he is standing on top of a building, trying to not get under the water, but yeah, he is essentially soloing this Krakenet and its rider. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Arthur will move uh, sort of within 90 feet. I think you said he can move like 400 feet. So yeah. I'll move within 90 feet of Seth and cast Vortex Warp uh, to teleport... Or I guess like as close as I need to be for that to be 90 feet on the ruler. You're good. Um, to move Seth off the building and next to him. And Seth will have to decide if he wants to fail that challenge. Uh, yeah, he feels the, the kind of mental probing uh, from Arthur. And uh, you see him just kind of dive backwards off the roof as you catch him moving him to another roof uh, where he will take aim from there and make longer range shots. Perfect. And then for Faye, uh, looking at what she can do, uh, let's see. That is very true, Badfish. I'll get a I'll get an Arthur accent for you here in just a little bit. Yeah. Um, looks like Faye is gonna cast Shadow Blade mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to generate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me cast that here. Shadow Blade at level two says. Uh, as a bonus action, concentration up to a minute, you weave together threads of shadow to create a sword of solidified gloom. Uh, in your hand, this magic sword lasts until the spell ends. It counts as a simple melee weapon with which you, you are proficient. It deals 2d8 psychic damage on a hit. and has the finesse, light, and throne properties. Uh, range 2060. In addition, when you use the sword to attack a target that is in dim light or darkness, you make the attack with advantage. If you drop the weapon or throw it, it dissipates at the end of the turn. Thereafter, while the spell persists, you can use a bonus action to cause a sword to reappear in your hand. And she's going to use this um, falling back to the Burgermaster's mansion uh, to help uh, our new Burgermaster keep him safe from the Krakens. I love everything about that. Um, Arthur is just like, Mathrosa, I'm going to make you so proud. Come to me, Seth the Bowman. Feel my magic wrath as I move you from one place to another. As he does that, Seth's just kind of shaking his head, taking a dive off, <laughs> getting teleported from one roof to the next. He will be so proud of me, and I am his greatest disciple. Fear me, Krakens. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Oh that was a lot. <laughs> that brings us back to... Um, silly goose. <laughs> Silly gooses! How dare you strike out at me? Stolas is like, I'm an owl. <laughs> uh, that brings us back to you, Burn. You are being rapidly engaged. Ten of your men uh, are hit with a 21. Would that hit your AC on these characters? Let me double check and find out. I think it does. Why do I even have that information? Oh, they well, have half plates. 16. Spartan cast or feral? Yeah, the Spartan cast. Uh, you have an armor class of 16. 
Um, I'm going to roll a d10 and see how many I kill out of this contingent. Oh. Nine. Uh, uh, this huge tentacle comes crashing down on you, uh, dealing a massive blow to their ranks. Damn. Okay. How would you like to proceed? Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. Um, I guess throw some javelins. Yeah, buddy. Are you throwing them at the Kraken or at the Krakenats? At the Krakenats. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll one more there for me. Perfect. Um, both of those are going to hit, being that they are contingents uh, of ten each. Uh, oh, actually, that's a six. No. I'm going to say you make one more wound against this Kraken to the right. Or Krakenets to the right. One more attack? Yep. Go ahead and give me one more. And that hits as well, uh, bringing us to two total wins. Um, you also have the ones to the left over here, uh, west. Okay. Uh, what do you want them to do? You want them to move and attack, or uh, split them up? Yeah, like I guess there's nobody, nobody's by them, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just move them uh, back over here. Towards okay. where everyone else is fighting. All right. Um, let's say this one. I'll say you can move to here. Um, yes. So they begin to come and reinforce. Okay. Cool. Can they attack now? Or? Uh, yeah. Give me one more attack if you're going to attack the the big kraken. Yeah. If they're going to attack the big kraken, I'm going spear two handed. Um, that, oh, unfortunately, that is not going to hit. We're looking for 10 or higher. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kringlis, you are being flanked, but you are riding a colossal creature, meaning you can move over them if you want to. Um, or you can attack up to five targets around you, with the exception of Mordenkainen and his faithful friend. Oh yeah, I definitely want to attack these uh, these people in front of me. All five of them. Okay. Get it. Go ahead and roll me 5d20. We're looking for a 10 or higher to hit. Uh, let's see, that's one, two hits. Um, go ahead and roll me two d10s. Okay, so you can deal four to one contingent or two to each, uh, damage-wise, if you'd like. Um, how about two to each? Okay. Uh, do you want to kill Burns to the left, kind of up here behind you, or do you want to hit two different targets? Ooh, that actually would be a good idea. Boom. That guy up there. Boom. All right, and we'll deal three here. Okay. Um, would you like to put in some input where you'd like your Krakenets to go, out of curiosity? Um, they can spread I'm more water sense. around, or they can attempt to breach a wall. 
Yeah, let's have them try to breach a wall around here. Okay. I don't know if you're seeing my ping. Um, right here? Sorry, right here. Am I in the right spot? Yep. Okay. Perfect. I will back this one up, and he will attempt to breach. Uh, that's a 14. He is able to make it through, and to the edge. Uh, what about this guy? What do you want this guy to do? Um, I'd like him to follow the other. Okay. He will follow. Um, this guy, I'm assuming you want to breach down here uh, on the right? Yeah. That's a 10. He did not breach. Um... These guys will attack... Let's make a public roll here. 16. Which hits, burns Spartan cast over there. Taking out another three, bringing them to six. And that is your turn in combat, my friend. Do you have any taunting words you want to say to the group? I think I do. <laughs> Surrender, or run. Either way. The end is coming for you. Oh. Oh no. I lost roll 20. Oh. No. Stand by for two seconds. Sorry, I accidentally closed my tab here. Do we have a word from our sponsors at all? Um, no, we're not sponsored by anybody. If you'd like to but sponsor us. <laughs> any chat? <clears throat> yeah, we got, uh... Badfish says, uh... They love the accent, and then Mark Pearson says, Arthur the Goat. <laughs> we love you, Mark. Come on. Well, 20, if you'd like a chance to sponsor us, just, you know, reach on out to us. We'd love to be sponsored by you, even though your app sometimes is not the best. We still love you. Okay, <laughs> I'm back up and running. Um, Burn Kringlis Marius. Mm. Uh, the barbarians will make their attempt to swing on these things. Um, I don't think... Oh, I do have access to see these barbarians. Um, let's see, they have a couple of axe swings, and they can rage, so they're going to get to do this then. Uh, I'll make a couple of swings, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. And I guess I could have made them reckless, but that's not an option there uh, for this Oh, oh, there is op advantage options. What? No way. Oh, man, baby, if you got it, use it. Okay. All right, I'm going to redo those then. Uh, so, one, two, three, four, five, six. Boom. Okay. All right. So, we've got a 24. One, two, three, four. 
14, 23, uh, 21, 17, 24. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all, all to the Kraken. Kraken? All to the Kraken. All right. Perfect. Anything else you'd like to do with your clerics or anything like that? Yes, the clerics are going to make their way here uh, to fight whatever these creatures are. They'll start casting a couple of spells and uh, have a trio of spiritual guardians that these these monsters are going to have to fight, work oh. their way through as, yeah. uh, as auras of holy light begin to glow off of them and Helm's protection guard comes down uh they're they're about to create themselves quite the fortress to stand upon yeah uh what i'm gonna say is that since they are an aura effect each person takes three wounds um being that they are the closest okay uh that's your turn marius uh, at the end of your turn, something happens. Uh, Kringlis, you see blue light erupt from Slag as he transforms into a giant robot. Wow. We got ourselves some gypsy danger action. I was about to say, that's, that's exactly what that is. Kringlis is going to be so jealous. Uh, standing on the ground, you can see Slag is still under him. Uh, these auras of blue light, both around his feet, his hands, and his head. Uh, he kind of takes in the sight as he looks up at himself, uh, the head looking to the sky, and then he points towards you. Uh, and Morden kind of nods, and he says, I think, I think that will do it to start. <clears throat> uh, he stretches, picking back up his staff. Uh, and will cast fly on himself as he begins to fly. Um, Ozol, back to you, my guy. It's me! Arthur. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do phase... Now, who, who here can Faye really attack? Because it's just these... All these, like, Kraken. So there's no one actually near the Burgermaster's Manor, correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, so Arthur is going to... Uh, Faye's going to kind of sit tight. And Arthur is going to move... I guess to try to attack this, this guy here. Okay. And he's going to use Frostbite. Frostbite is uh, for three cold damage. Uh, you cause a numbing frost to form on one creature that you can see within range. The target must take a constitution saving throw. On a fail save, the target takes 1d6 cold damage and it has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll it makes before the end of the next turn. And that would be on the uh, the rider. Okay. Uh, he takes that. I'm just going to give him a wound here. Uh, we'll put him at two. Um, and then Arthur's going to run back. <laughs> sounds good. Arthur. 
that breach hasn't happened yet, but uh, I'm kind of oh. rolling ahead here to make sure that things are, you know, running smoothly in our mini game. And that'll end my turn. Okay. Arthur says, Face the cold fury of Ozal's greatest apprentice! This little ray of light comes shooting out of his fingers as Frostbrite hits him. Kind of splattering across this gentleman's face and glasses. Um, you got Arthur. <laughs> do you want to move Faye at all, or do you want to leave her where she's at? Uh, well, I think she's gonna just trying to protect these uh, the Burgermasters, so uh-huh. she'll stay with the Burgermaster. Okay. Sounds good to me. Maintaining concentration. Um, perfect. Burn. That brings us back to you, my guy. Uh, some of your warriors have taken some damage. Uh, some of them have kind of moved in to attack. This Kraken's getting pummeled. Uh, not quite bloodied yet. What would you like to do? Multi-attack. Two attacks with the spear. One with the shield. We can't hear you as a heads up. Oh, burn. Are you muted? <laughs> I was muted. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah, multi-attack. So I could do two attacks with the two-handed spear? Yeah, man. Yeah, because that's more damage. Sorry. No, you're good. Hit. Uh, so go ahead and roll one, two, three... Uh, six attacks. Uh, eight attacks. Uh, so I just click it eight times? Uh, seven more times. Seven more times, okay. One, two, oh, three, dang. four, five, uh, six. Oh, only one missed. One more. Right? Uh, yeah, only one missed so far. One more attack, though. Oh, I, oh, I'm so I'm a dingus. You're good, man. Don't worry about it. I'm all good. Oh, Ooh. critical fail. Don't like to see that. Uh, should we roll D group D100s? I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So I'm assuming are they all attacking the kraken? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So one, two, three, four, five, six more wounds. Okay. Anything else you'd like to do? Would you like to move? Um, no, I, th- I think my guys are good where they're at. Okay. They're kind of all over the place. Uh, before the Kraken goes, I'm going to resolve a couple of the Krakenettes down here that I have pre-done for you, Dini. Uh, this one moves up and is going to attempt to strike... Arthur. It's a 14. That hits. What the hell? How Wait, many who's points does Arthur have? The Kraken? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Kraken? I actually don't Ed, even know how many... Ed. Hang on, give me a second. Oh, give no. Give me one second. <laughs> Arthur Westbrook. Hang on, Dina, your mic is like crackling like crazy. Has 14 health. 
Does he? Oh, yes. yeah, he does. Okay. And he took 14 damage. Not yet. He got hit. Oh, okay. Uh, what is the standard attack? Tentacle. Let's roll for damage. 26 damage. Oh, that's 26 Not damage. instant Excuse death. Me. Uh, he takes 10 necrotic. Okay. There's a 4 health. And that's a critical hit. Ugh. On his second attack, Arthur goes down. Okay. Oh, no. Um, we'll hop back to that when we get to, to your turn here. Um, these guys are just dumb enough, Marius, that they keep coming through. Uh, you shred this one and its rider. They're dead. Uh, six is the number of wounds you're looking for the Krakenettes. These ones come in to fill its void and also take three damage as they enter your aura. Excellent. They can also uh, take some... Oh, I don't need to look at my character sheet. <laughs> uh... They'll start taking some damage from sacred flames that start being called down upon them as they come within the range. Oh, hell yeah. Roll those. Sure thing. All right. Uh, 11 hits. Or I'm it's sorry. It's saving 14. Uh, just roll me three d20s. I know it's a little unconventional. 36. Okay. Uh, do you want to kill the rider or the Krakenette? Uh, I would say the rider. Okay. You foil the rider. Uh, being that it is no longer being controlled, this one is going to try and move away to its mother. Okay. Uh, it's half movement speed, by the way, because of oh. the Spirit of Guardian aura. Excuse me, we'll come back halfway. And then the Barbarians will make their swings with uh, their Great Axes raging at the Reckless Attacks, because, I mean, they need to do something about this. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got one natural 20. Five hits on the Kraken. This brings this to 19. Uh, I'm going to call it an even 20 because of the critical hit. Nice. Uh, the Kraken is officially bloodied. Excellent. Okay. Um, anything else you'd like to do, Marius? No, that is all I will do for my turn. Okay. Uh, Stolas, back to you. Alright, um... I'm gonna go ahead and mow over basically everybody that's in front of me. Okay. Uh, towards where, uh... Arthur is? Um... 
Stolas is not liking the fact that there's a giant robot behind him. Okay. Uh, so. Oh, you... oh, no. Gonna make an attempt at a escape. <laughs> you move on to land. Um, roll me. Roll me six attacks. Uh, are those d20 just six? Yep, just d26 times. Yep. Awesome. Uh, miss, miss, hit. Miss, 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 hit. Uh, Esmeralda goes down as you trample over the blue water in destroying it outright. Uh, and you also finish off this cast of warrior over here. As one of the... Another contingent of the Spartan falls to your fury. Um, how close are you? You could attack Seth, roughly. Um, with your four attacks, if you wanted to. Uh, but Arthur is currently down... And next turn, you could literally move on top of him. But this turn, he is currently incapacitated. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I'll go ahead and attack Seth then. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll 4d20. Oops. There we go. Oh, man. Two big hits. Uh, that gives Seth two wounds. Uh, Seth is bloodied. I smell wizard blood. <laughs> Poor knife here. Uh, all right. Uh, we moved your Krakens out of turn last turn because I was trying to think ahead. Um, so that brings us to Mordenkainen's turn in between yours and Burns. Uh, this giant robot is going to head over this way to attack. Cracking it. Oh my god. That's two natural ones, an 11 and a 2. So he gets one hit on the Kraken. Bringing it to four. Um, which two more wounds and it's dead and then he also gains two wounds on himself due to critical failures um Dini I need Stolas to make a constitution saving throw okay I don't have a character sheet for him anymore oh just roll a d20 I got all the numbers on my side oh, okay Okay. You fail. For just a split second, you are able to open your eyes as you look down at yourself. You see the tentacles stretching out from your body and incorporating themselves into this eldritch horror you're riding on. And then the main eye opens again, forcing your other two closed. That is one success. Oh, that was a success. Yeah. 
Failing made me win. Okay, gotcha. Right, because it's the opposite, because you're being mm -hmm. possessed? Okay, cool. Just making sure we're on the same page. Um, Craigless Marius, back to you, bud. Alright, uh, my walking, water walking clerics will begin working their way towards uh, towards this one. Two of them that way, and then the. Uh, or I guess I only have one token to annotate them, do I? Mm, you should have another token. I don't know where he went. Uh, I could pull one off here. That's uh, fine. It's fine. I'll have them go. They'll focus on this 3 3 and attack that one. Okay, yeah. Get it. And uh, so the aura itself, once that creature starts within it, and then along with their sacred flames, I'll give you a handful of those. Uh, one, two, three. All right. You kill the little Krakenette. And send it screaming back to hell where it belongs. Uh, the robot gives you a wave uh, and the thumbs up. And the barbarians here are going to continue to attack the Kraken here as it seems to be moving into the city more. Alright. Go ahead so, and roll. One, two, three, four, five, six. Alright, so five hits bring us up to 25. Okay. Uh, back to the top of the order, Ozol. Uh, will you give me a death saving throw for Mr. Arthur Westbrook? Yeah, just a d20. Yep. Sweet Ozol's mercy. 16, baby. Deep within the bowels of his mind, he knows I gotta hang on. For my master Ozol. is counting upon me. Truly without me, he is nothing. I am his greatest disciple. And he uh -huh. clings to life. Um, Faye. Uh, let me do the ruler. Let's see. No, that's not the ruler. Oh, that's too much. Okay. Uh, Faye will begin uh, moving towards Arthur, seeing him fall, and move to this part of the city. Okay. And uh, let me see if she can do anything to help out. Probably not. Yeah, that's all I'm going to do for now. Okay. Um, Seth looks down at, uh, at his little buddy Arthur and uh, will pick him up to take him out of harm's way to see if he can potentially try and save him. And he's going to run this way. Um, yeah, okay. Burn. Is his movement slowed at all because he's carrying another person? Yeah, that's why I only moved him uh, 300 instead of the four or five hundred yeah. I was going to. Okay. It me. Yes. Talk to me, Goose. Uh, you have two guys still standing, it looks like. Uh, one here, or three guys. One here, and one here by the giant robot. 
Jesus. Man, my guys got decimated. Well, I mean, you were the you are the shield that stands against the darkness, are you not? To fall in battle is to fall with glory. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm just. <laughs> the other, the other things I have are pretty lame. It's just like. You know how to use a shield. It's like cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe they have some like cool like attack. No, they they got nothing. Um, uh, multi attack again. All right. Uh, roll me. I'm assuming you want to move these guys up to the Kraken. Uh, roll me six attacks. Six attacks. Hey, John. We Shout out to John, the everyday collector. Love that guy. Hey, what's up, John? What a beautiful man. My favorite Canadian. Uh, six attacks. Here we go. Six come. attacks. D20. Six times. Miss. Hit. Hit. Uh, miss. Hit. 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 One was a nat 20. One was a nat 20. That counts as two. Hey. Uh, so five hits, bringing you up to 30. The Kraken quakes and shudders. That's right. You, you shudder. Uh, Stolas, <laughs> out of turn now. <laughs> well, oh, dude, Badfish, you know I love you. I've been talking to you all night. You're not top liver. I didn't know you are Canadian either, but you guys both beat Ryan Reynolds if you're Canadian, so. Um, Stolas, roll me a constant uh, D20. Constitution saving throw. You're aiming for low. Oh, 13. Does not beat. Again, your eyes open, and this time for longer, as you begin to kind of thrash on top of this beast. You see for a moment the Kraken kind of trying to right itself as it begins to lurch a little bit. The eye coming back even harder as it begins to glow in the center of your head. One more, and you are free of its pull. Um, it is your turn, Kranglos. What would you like to do? Or Stolas? Um, I'd like to move as close as I can to, uh, Seth and Arthur. Uh, yeah. You do that. Uh, I'm gonna snatch up Arthur from him with one of my gigantic tentacles. Uh, yeah, roll me a d20 or two. Uh, 15 and 7. Let me see if I can beat 7 with Seth here. 17. You are able to take Arthur, but not Seth. Uh, and he is in your tentacle grasp. You will make a fine sacrifice to my lord, Adar. Oh my god, Stolas has got it out for Arthur. Wizard folk tastes good, apparently. Um, do you want to eat him? He can't really yes, save. Yes, I do. Okay, you consume Arthur Westbrook. His final thoughts is of his teacher Ozol as he enters the belly of the beast. Maybe not dead. We'll see. see you in hell, Arthur. 
Uh, you got two attacks left. This is so up. fucking cool, by the way. Dude. Uh, two attacks left, Dini. Who would you like to use them on? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and attack Seth. Two okay. times. Okay. Two times. Get it. Uh, that is one more hit, bringing him to almost dead. Um, I don't have any bonus actions or anything. Well, it's kind of loose form. Uh, do I have any extra movement? No, because you're on land. Well, maybe oh, okay. a little bit. Do you want to like shift one direction or the other or something? I was going to just step all over him. Okay. Um, I will say yes, and Seth goes down. Boom. You can eat him next round. Uh, this Kraken is going to come over here behind its mommy uh, and try and block the wizard, and it's going to make two attacks against the barbarian boys. Uh, that's a hit and a miss. Roll a d10. Taking out three of these guys. This one is going to also breach land, but not be able to make it that far. So halfway. Um, Morton Cannon will go for his last big spell of the day. Um, still lost. Will you please make me a dexterity saving throw? Uh, just roll a d20. At disadvantage. Uh, ten is not enough. Uh, the sky brightens for a brief moment as you see Mordenkainen's arms are outstretched as he floats flying in the air over this Krakenet coming towards him. Streaking across the midnight sky is a comet that comes crashing into the Kraken, dealing five wounds. A comet? A comet. Mordenkainen's mystical comet. Can you tell me more about that? Is it a specific spell? Uh, it's technically a meteor, but I thought it looked oh, cooler okay. as a comet. But it's from an older edition. Uh, Mordenkainen has like a bunch of spells named after him, uh, because he's one of the most famous and greatest wizards in all of Dungeons & Dragons history. Uh, and he's also, like, second or third most powerful wizard in the setting of Toril, debatably. Yeah. Top five, at least. Um, yeah, so it literally comes from outer space and smashes into a creature, and it takes several rounds to do. But if you can make it hit, it hits, and it hits like a truck. Damn. Uh, with that, the Kraken explodes, sending gore and ichor everywhere across the town. Stolas, you are flung loose and are hit the ground unconscious. Uh, this one. Man, what an epic attack. I wish I had a comet. I... Let me see here. 
this Kraken is going to try and reclaim you. Uh, so it swoops in. Uh, oh, no, they already took their turn. I have to do that next round. Okay. Um, Ozol. Give me a death save for Arthur. Sure. Uh, D20 is a 9. Okay, that's a failure. One success, one failure. Yes, sir. Uh, what would you like to do with Faye? With Faye. Uh, Seth the Bowman is down but not dead. Correct. Okay, she's going to move to um, Seth. And let me take a look at what she can do. She can do a medicine check to stabilize him, but that doesn't give him any hit points, right? That just gives him a, a succeeded death saving throw. Correct, but if he succeeds three times, he's stable. And essentially from there, it could take a long rest to come back to life. Yeah. If you critically... If you if you have this... There's like a feat, I think. And I might be talking out of my ass here, but I'm pretty sure there's a feat that you can do a medicine kit, which brings you up to one health if you roll a certain number. But mm-hmm. I don't know off the top of my head, truth be told. Um, does she have any... Um, let me see here. Let's see. Boots of speed. Rations. I don't know if she has any any potions on her. Probably um, not. Okay, well, I will um, You grab... can pick him up and take him back to the Burgermaster's Mansion. Yeah, that's what I'll people. do. Yeah. yeah, I'll do that. Here, I'll move him for you. Oop. Uh, yeah, as my action, I'll do a uh, first aid. I think it is. Yeah, or a medicine, medicine check. I guess first aid, medicine. I believe twenty uh, critical Nat hit. Twenty. Let's go. All right, Seth comes back to life with one hit point. Is what I'm going to oh, say. Oh, let's go. And Faye will say, "What happened to Arthur?" That thing ate him, and I'm pretty sure he's getting dissolved by stomach acid. Thanks for the save. That'll be in my turn. Uh, as the comet strikes, keen-eyed viewers watching our show will see the stomach sack explode out, and go flying across, and land in the trade district as Arthur is spread across the roof. Oh my god! Like his guts? He is cushioned by the guts of the kraken. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Burn. The Kraken is down. There are still two Krakenettes. You can see the northmost one behind Mordenkainen is getting ready to flee, kind of lurching back towards the lake. And the one furthest from you looks like it's trying to recover Stolas, who has fallen off of the Kraken. Um, let's see, multi-attack? Whoa, I'm sorry. Do you want to move? Who do you want to move where? First, sorry. Oh, um, I want to stop the one from running. Okay. So these two guys up here, or three guys, I guess. Oh uh, no, there's only. How two many guys. are there left? Six. Uh, four, three, three. Yeah, one, two, three. Okay. All right, uh, two of them to the one fleeing. I'm gonna multi-attack with javelin. Okay. It's a ranged weapon, so if he's yeah. So four uh, attacks. One, 
Hit. Two. Hit. Three. Miss. Four. Three hits. Bring the Kraken to five. One more, and it is dead skis. One more? Yeah. Okay, well, then let me grab the other dude, then. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, Two I'll more attacks. Do a, yeah, multi-attack with this guy. Miss. Fuck. Hit. Oh. The Krakenet dies, and its rider topples to the ground into the surf. Yes. Well, I guess into the surf, not to the ground, but you know what I mean. Fucking Fleer. Fucking Fleer. Okay. Um, Kringlis, still lost. You are knocked out currently. Uh, what would you like this last Kraken at and or this um, summoner? What would you like them to do? Uh, the one that's next to me? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's the only one left. Um, I guess he was going to attempt to grab Stolas? Yeah, he's going to try and recover you. Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, let him continue to do that. Okay, he does that. He grabs you and attempts to work his way out of the city. Uh, but he's moving across land, so he's not doing so hot. What is this token doing? Hey. Stop that. Okay. Uh, Marius, that brings us to you. Alrighty. Uh, my clerics will make their way over to find the... Uh, I guess they can't move very fast here across the map, so they might not make it in time for Solas to escape. Probably not, but you do have your your Rough Rider boys over here by the tavern that probably could make it. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, just barely. Okay. That one, not quite. What about this one? Nope. Well, uh, the one will make his way there, and the others will start pursuing. Yeah. No, oh, sorry, you move it. I didn't. I didn't realize you could move the tokens. Go ahead and put them where you want to. Oh, you're fine. I was like, I was thinking something along these lines is probably appropriate. Uh, you can go a little more. Okay. Uh, these three will start trying to work their way there. And yeah, uh, he'll probably have to use all of his his abilities to move there. I, I doubt he'll be able to swing on the cracklet. Uh, no, he can attack. We'll give him two attacks. All right, I will attempt to swing. Do you want to attack the rider Rec or the cracknet? The cracknet. Okay. So, so one uh, two. Uh, that's two big hits. Cool. Perfect. That is it, it for me. Uh, I will make a saving throw. Let's see if you can cut off a limb here. D20. Three. They drop. Still loss. You're able to cut off the tentacle holding them as they, as it begins to flee, and Solas flops back to the ground. Um, Morden Cannon will go. He reaches down, or points his staff down, and begins to cast a spell that shoots out a small green laser. Uh, for those of you who are keen observers, you will know that that is a disintegration ray, which connects, killing the summoner in the water. Uh, I totally forgot about our giant robot. He is going to go one, two. 
is going to move to here, trying to cut off the Kraken on its retreat. And that brings us back to burn. Two foes left, burn. Alright, um... Did he recover? Did they recover Stolas? Stolas was dropped. the The barbarian cast was able to cut off the tentacle that was holding Stolas, and I made a saving throw for it and rolled a three, which is a failure. Uh, and Stolas hit the ground again as the Krakenet is getting back into the surf to retreat. Uh, can my guys just secure Stolas? I guess. Yeah, you want to send all three to to recover? Yeah, maybe like time up. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know how, how what do I oh, yeah. for that? No, we're just going to say you do it. Uh, this contingent makes it to here. This one makes it to here. And this one makes it to here. Try not to muddy the waters too much here. Uh, one of you guys could attack if you want them to. Make two attacks. Uh, okay, uh, I guess the guy running away. Yeah. Multi-attack him. So, one. Hit. Two. Miss. Oh, fuck. That's all right. <laughs> and you want the rider, correct? Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. All right. Um, Stolas, make a cons- uh, roll d20. Um, you are still unconscious, but you are stable. Perfect. Um, this Kraken's gonna make a break for it. Yeah, mom is dead. It's time to get out of here. Yup. So it went right and then up, or east and north. Um, Marius. All right, let's see here. So Stolas is still on the ground. Uh, Stolas is being flanked by 20 soldiers, um, and they have formed a like a ring around them, like a Spartan ring, you know, with like, the shields and the spears and stuff, and one of them is beginning to tie up Stolas. All right, those three will make their way over there, and then um, the barbarians will pursue. So Hell they'll go yeah. after that crack. Let they don't let anything escape. Uh, yeah, make your six attacks. Two, three, four, five, six. Hit, 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 hit. Okay. Uh, you kill both of them. Outstanding. And our combat comes to a close. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was amazing. Outstanding. <laughs> Um, Ozal, if you will check private message super quick, I am going to be right back. I super have to pee. Oh, yeah, that's, I'm so that sorry. was in the private message. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roleplay your, your aftermath here, and I will be right back as fast as I can. Wait, is Arthur alive for the roleplay? Ooh, uh, roll me 2d20s and tell me what the outcome is. Uh... Four and fourteen. Uh, fail and success. So one more. This is make or break right here. Um, can I roll face portent to influence this? 
Uh, Faye is not close enough, but in two rounds, Faye could try to make it to Arthur if she could try and locate him. That being said, Marius also has clerics over there. Oh, okay. So I won't take the third one just yet. Okay. Uh, you will go potty. I will be super quick. I will be right back. Uh, Faye will begin making sure everyone in the Burgermaster's Mansion is safe. What about you guys? The clerics will begin working their way through the town, trying to ensure that everyone is okay and nothing has been seriously damaged. Looks like most of the tidal wave was blocked off in the dead zones of surrounding the village. This is quite fortunate for all of us. Uh, did your Absolutely. clerks want to maybe try to help Arthur? They can do that, yes. <laughs> I'll ensure that Arthur also survives and stabilizes. They can provide healing for him. Hey, let's go. Also, I realized I think I had this one other wizard that I don't have his cheat, so I never used him the whole battle. Wait, unless this is this your cleric right here, with the lantern? Yeah. That is oh, okay. Cleric. Never mind. My bad. I wonder my, where my other wizard is. I do not know, friend. Burn. What do, What are your soldiers doing? You know, shout out to the town's defenses. They did such a good job. Uh, honestly, I together. thought you were gonna fucking mop the floor with everyone. <laughs> uh, but my guys are just securing uh, Stolas, making sure. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know if, like, just ropes are good <laughs> enough, but whatever they could tie him up with, that's what they're tying him up with. Yes. Uh, so, the battlefield lays, not necessarily smoking, because there's been a bunch of magical water that has been created and pushed towards here. Uh, roughly a, another third of the town has been destroyed, unfortunately. And you now have water to deal with, as there is now a permanent waterway between Velaki and Lake Zarevich. Um, as you guys are recovering them, uh, Stolas binding them up, uh, kind of just using whatever rope that you have available, uh, they are completely unconscious. All of the creatures lay dead, the water kind of lapping up the blood. That was all. What do yes. you want Faye? Uh, well, no, we did you. Burn. What are your Spartan cast doing? Other than yeah, securing. They're, they're just, uh, they're making sure Stolas is nice and tied up. Okay. Stolas is more than secure. Using multiple ropes from multiple people, uh, you form a 30-man shield wall. And I guess hang tight until you get more instructions, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Marius, what are you doing? The clerics stabilize uh, Arthur and go about to ensure that everyone else is uh, safe and no another one has been seriously damaged within the town. Okay. They'll um, also help ensure that uh, Stolas remains within a zone of silence for a nice. very, very long time. Um, Slag will take up point standing in the water. Um, and just use his long-range scanners, his perception, uh, to see if there's any other enemies incoming. Uh, after about 
we'll say 10 minutes passes um, of both the wizard standing kind of vigil, this bright, shining blue light in the sky. Um, nothing happens. So Strahd's second, or first gift, I should say, has been delivered to the town of Velaki. Uh, he will descend next to Stolos. Um, I'll move your clerics over here too. He approaches the wall of people. Do the clerics let him pass? And or do the guard let him pass? They're throwing to, he's throwing to get to Stolas. Yeah, he lands right in front of the shield wall and kind of puts his staff in the ground and gives them a do nod. They, do they have any reason to not trust this, Trust him? I mean, he just smoked a kraken with you know and made a giant robot to help the town. And oh, more sorry, I thought it was more than kind of. Uh, well, you okay. said Strat. Yeah, you oh, said Strat. It really confused me there. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was like, yes. uh, no, no one's gonna let him through. <laughs> Okay. I got real confused. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, he looks to your clerics and he says, you can drop the silence spell. I will be taking this one to the party. Well then. How does he say that if there's a silence? I'm just kidding. What do you mean? He's outside the bubble, my guy. Rubble, rubble, like, rubble, just... rubble. Maybe some drow hand language, sign language, you know. Wow, not American sign, eh? No, dude, that's a it's an underdark language anyways. Um... Shout out to Salvatore. Okay. If there are no objections, he will throw his hand out as the silent spell goes down, creating a portal, and picks Stolos up with Bigby's giant hand and crosses through, closing it behind him. What do we think? How do we do? Kind of a little improv town fight, testing out some mechanics for our bigger battle, some ideas. Arthur wakes yeah, up. Yeah, I was. Goes, uh, <laughs> I was telling everyone that I'm super proud of the work that townspeople did. Yeah, they did great. This is the cool thing. Uh, I wasn't sure if we we're gonna get to use. You know, we had invested so much in this town already as a dungeon master. To step back from the screen here for a second. It's kind of a cool use of stuff because normally when you invest in a town, it either just becomes background wash or, you know, like the Citadel. We go back home, you know, and this is our this is our town. But the fact that you guys have gotten to influence not only shape the town after its destruction and, you know, rebuild things, but your town guard actually came into play. So, kind of cool. I agree. Yeah, they took down a, a Kraken, so they should be proud of themselves and way more confident. Yeah, especially Arthur. Arthur sits up, making the cough and the gas spitting out. He says, is Ozal okay? Is Ozal okay? <laughs> he would be so proud. <sighs> he should be heralded as a, as a hero in this town. Uh, yeah, one of the Porter brothers will pick up the half-man and say, come on. And that is where we end this scene. Uh, several days pass. The battle cart arrives to Argenvost. You unload the skull and convene on the rooftop. Uh, go ahead and zoom out, if you don't mind. Um, 
no? zoomed out. It's all black. Okay, we will just uh, daylight mode. Um, Dean gets to meet uh, his friend Jerry. I think is his name. About the school. There we go. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> He's the one I trained, I'll be back right? with one skull. <laughs> you arrive to Argon. Oh, let's let's do this properly. Let me find my music. How dare you? Why do I have a red skull on my body? What? There's a black skull. Oh, I don't know that why that was there. Sorry, man. Uh is it this one? Do you have like trumpet music? Well, that works too, I guess. Oh, I thought it was Pac-A-Ball's cannon. No. I'm trying not to get copyrighted. Uh, <laughs> okay, you, you march in with the other half of the skull. Your party in tow. Van Richten in tow. Alucard. They welcome you. Uh, both Godfrey and Vladimir the shield hosts of this once shining castle. Uh, they convene the entirety of the revenants on the roof. You make your way through passing corridors, you know, doing the whole tilt and turn and, you know, probably induce, reduce, enlarge on the skull to make it small to fit through some corridors and big to fit the, or, you know, once it's through. Uh, and you arrive to the top. Burn. They, they meet you. And they say, "Well met, Shield Brother." Yes. Hello. That's I have returned with me. the skull. Oh! Shoots across the crowd. <laughs> He's naked in his underwear. Like <laughs> yeah. it's cool. <laughs> Don't ruin my moment here, Zach. I'm sorry. They say the two halves have been placed at the altar at the top. To claim your hammer, put the two halves back together. I think I see All you must simply do is touch both halves and invoke Argonvost's name. I turn back to my friends. I must embrace my destiny. Bahama be with me. I turn around with the two skull halves in hand. I can hold them, right? Or are they giant? Uh, they've already given, kind of moved up there for you. This is more ceremony at this point. Okay. Argonvoss. Argonvoss the Drake. Uh, top right, Mr. Um, Rivera. <laughs> I made that song up. I know. <laughs> you convene at the highest point in the castle, overlooking everyone, because technically it's this piece, right? But higher. Oh, come on. Right here. Hell yeah. Uh, you invoke Argonvost's name as you are bathed in white light. The skull reunites both halves. And you transcend this Make point. Make those of noises from GTA. <laughs> 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 this music was perfect for this scene, by the way. Gosh, dang it. Dynamic lighting. One of these. 
Oh man. Alright. Burn, you find yourself on an overgrown grassy knoll overlooking Whoa. the valley of Barovia and standing there clad in silver armor holding a battle axe is a lone figure what do you do I walk up to him okay the wingtips on his helmet that kind of look like two swooping dragon wings uh, swivel in your direction as he gestures to his side, uh, inviting you to stand and take in the view below. I accept his offer. As you do that, uh, you can see taking place is a battle. Uh, the forces of darkness, led by the Dark Lord himself, as clouds and darkness are on one half of the field. And on the left side, you can see silver-clad knights in a large dragon flying across them. The clash happens. And fire and lightning, and after a little bit, the dragon is shot out of the air, and its head is cut off. Oh, no. Argenvoss turns to you. He says, this is your chance to avenge me, shield brother. That was you? It was. You are so magnificent. <sighs> what was and what is. In a puff of smoke and white light, he assumes his true form. Oh, oh, oh his true form. <laughs> this aura washes over you and you feel comforted and hopeful. It says, now, kneel. Yes. You kneel, and he says, placing one giant claw in front of you and raking the ground backwards. I proclaim you Lord High Commander of the Knights of the Silver Dragon. Be reborn. Fire and ice begin to shoot out of his mouth as this blue flame washes over you and then cold, and you are returned back to your world. Standing atop the precipice, looking over your friends, holding your birthright, nay, your destiny. Oh. Oh, I should have got his autograph. Uh, you, you jokingly say that as you kind of raise it above your head, and you feel his sentient voice speak through the hammer. And he says... There is no need, for I will always be with you, my brother. And then just like that, blue light emits from the top of the tower as the beacon is lit. And for the first time in an uncountable eons, daylight breaks. Yes, I have brought the dawn. <laughs> Sweet. Right. <laughs> That's all you have to say? You're not, not uh, impressed at all? No, actually, Ozal will say. What the hell? <laughs> oh my god, no way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, what? What? What happened? And I met that with Argonvoss. Where is Burn at? I don't even see him. Top right. Oh, okay. I'm like, can right he come down the stairs? Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, don't worry about my cool graphics explaining what's well, happening. Well, my voice I'll, I'll carries. Just move those out of the way. You, know, you can hear me down there. But we can't see you. Oops. I was like, Wrong I thing. met with Argon Boss. Who's that? He has a big old dragon guy. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I, I think, I think I'm a dragon guy now. <laughs> so what does Burn look like as he comes down the stairs? I'm so glad you asked. Thank God. Uh, Burn. You don't like our sketch comedy? Due to your, No, I do not. I don't appreciate you ruining my moment here. It's <laughs> all right. Reducing it to a joke. It's, yep, that's exactly what happened. My tender, cool, you're a, dra- you're a dragon now, sort of, right, moment uh, happens as he claims this, this thing that we've building up since the start of the game. Um, now, he is clad... In plate armor. Not only is it plate armor, it is this shining silver armor, masterworked to match his helmet, with these sloping dragon wings on the pauldrons as he descends the stairs, holding this hammer that is burning with the radiance of a sun. Okay, uh, up here forge, <laughs> Distending from the skull permanently from its eyes there is just a constant beacon of light the Sir Godfrey and Vladimir and the rest of the Holy Order of the Silver Dragon take one knee pull out their swords and swear fealty to you you have freed us from our bonds Lord High Commander we fight at your side until your quest is complete that's it Wait, what? I accept your oath. You now have an army Thanks. to fight against the Fortress of Darkness. <laughs> the dark, dark... Wow, I cannot talk. The four... Whoa. Forces of Darkness. Don't know why that was so hard. Sorry, audio listeners. You make fun of me in the comments. Congrats, my boy. And I'll pat Burn on the armor shoulder piece. Yeah. No, um, nothing, Burn? You don't say nothing to that? Yeah. I, I said I accepted their oath. Oh, I said congrats to you. you oh, thank you, Ozal. I don't think I would be here today if it weren't for your men- In- mentorship. Is that how you say that? Yeah. <laughs> can they follow me, too? Like, can we fealty to Ozal? Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting ready to, to explain this oh. whole thing to you game mechanic-wise. Uh, here's what the beacon does. The beacon frees the restless spirits of those who inhabit the halls of Argonboss hold. Uh, it unbinds their curse. So where they were revenants, dying and living a hundred times over, they are now wholly undead. H-O-L-Y. Um, they will fight for you until your cause is complete, um, and they will stand against the siege, giving you an entrance into the castle to fight against your arch foe. Should you succeed in your task, uh, they will be laid to rest peacefully and finally get to pass on having a warrior's death redeeming themselves. If you fail, wow, you damn them back to the castle 
cursed to be revenants who can never be laid to rest. No, not my boys. Uh, also, in your handout of the hammer burn, it will outline the new power set of the hammer, which is pretty cool. Um, Question. I assume that they are a friend to us, or are they, like, um, neutral to us? They are yeah. neutral. Neutral friendly. But they they wouldn't, like, attack us, unless no. Dean directed it. Okay. It's okay, Abdulia. Don't worry about it, man. It's a pretty banging episode. What did um, I say? He said I'm super late. Oh, yeah, dude. Abdulia, this episode's the tits. Yeah. So, Burn, you now have an army that you can take back to Vlaki to stand against the coming tide of Straub's third gift, which from Ozal's visions, you would assume is a wave of zombies heading towards you. Or dark oh. tidings. I didn't think I got that at all from that. Oh, wait, no. For that. I'm sorry, not Ozal. Um, what Marius's what vision. What, what else does the, uh, the light beacon do from the tower? Uh, the light beacon finally causes day and night to have real day and night. It unbinds the bound spirits... Um, from their masters, so potentially if there are other ghosts, specters, or demons that are not under Strahd's direct control, they are free. Um, sorry, I'm reading my notes here. And is a rallying cry for hope across the land. It can be seen all the way across Barovia uh, <laughs> as the sun actually crests and peaks through the sky. And at this point, Cody, we don't know what's happened in Falaki. You do not. Okay. But I'm perfect. really glad you brought that up. Because entering at the north side, stage left, as they say, north side. is a bound Stolos and a wizard. Mm, more the kind. Oh. You are here. I am. And you seem to have captured Stolas. Um, he kind of shrugs. This guy had some help. I cannot take all of the credit. Though I did land the killing blow on the Kraken. A Kraken, you say? That is quite some creature. How fares Velaki? Unfortunately, it has been reduced further. Nothing that cannot be fixed over time, but I fear that you now have a permanent easement to Lake Zervich. And potentially a fishing community. What of my students? Did they survive the siege? <laughs> I have never seen a little one with so much heart as Arthur. Arthur. What a boy. That didn't really answer the question. <laughs> He's not the brightest sort, but from my understanding, he is alive. Faye chose to defend rather than attack, which seems interesting for a wizard of her prowess. The town, very what impressed. The fuck, bro? bro, you're talking like one of the greatest fucking wizards ever. Like, show some He's fucking not impressed with Faye's. Faye was defending the Burgermaster. No, he said that he was surprised considering she's so talented that she didn't attack. Yeah, I had to protect the Burgermaster. That's alright. You Just did what you thought was right. Don't shade at my sweet fae. That's, well, that's nepotism, my guy. Well, to be fair, also, her spells were not that's very attacking spells. That's a normal little nepotism. 
guarantee it, little quipper quo. Um, he looks over to you, Marius, and he says, uh, word has also reached me that at the Amber Temple, you gained a complete layout of Strahd's castle. We unfortunately did not manage to get the entire layout, but we know basically from the ground floor up. We had something happen that uh, reduced our capability to decipher what lays further in the depths. He shakes his head. Insolence. <sighs> this guy, I know, right? Yeah. To be fair, it says that he's kind of a dick in the book, so it's not Cody being a dick. It's just oh, okay. a dick. Yeah. Um, he looks, did you find anything in any of the upper spires? Uh... I had a, a dream, a vision that Helm provided me of what seemed to be a heartbeat within one of the towers. I, he, Helm has charged me with trying to separate Barovio from this, this plane and bring it back to Terrell. Um, but before that, I have business with this bird. Yes. We should talk about that, because I, too, am here for the heartbeat. But attend to your matters first. And he kind of kicks Stolas in the side, uh, waking them up. And he takes a step back, leveling his staff at them. Should I dispatch it myself? No. Eh... This is something the rest of the party needs to have a discussion with and see what Stolas here has to say. Well, then I leave it in your capable hands. Burn! He kind of shouts towards you. Yes. Have your shield housed. Rally at Malaki. I will draw battle plans. You got it. Uh, it looks to you, Ozal. Did you have something you wanted to say? Uh, no. Just very proud of my students. As you should be. And uh, he will step back through resummoning the portal. Back to Velaki. Burn. I'm going to give you the first action on this, being that we are your, on your home turf now. <clears throat> Stolas is awake. Wild-eyed, their form flickering between the owl you once knew and the grotesque creature that they have become. What do you do? Ew. Um, do I have any, like, schwa V about me, like, now that I'm, you know... <laughs> what do you mean? What's this place reborn? <laughs> like, because I'm, like, like... I guess like a presence, like would would uh, Hadar even know who the fuck I am? Uh, you want to be on a first name basis with an elder god? Not even that I've like inherited this Sunhammer thing. Um, say something. Why don't you try and let's see what happens? Stolas. Or are you even in there anymore? Uh, Burns' voice rings with an authority 
of something otherworldly and holy. Stolas, how do you respond? Stolas has like a splitting headache, but he can definitely hear Burn's voice. It's enough to make his eyes open. Oh, my head. Where am I? You're in my castle, I guess. Argenvoss hold. He kind of looks around and Marius is the person directly in front of him and for a second he's looking at him like he doesn't quite remember who he's looking at. And then he says, Oh. It's you. <laughs> I hardly recognized you with that, that tacky red armor. It's me you're talking to right now, Stolas. He kind of looks over at Burn. Burn kind of hurts I'm sorry, to look did, at. Did you say your castle? That's right. It is mine now, right? Well, kind of. We'll get to specifics <laughs> on that later. <laughs> okay, good. What do you think you're doing, Stolas? I don't know. I'm not sure how I ended up here. The last thing I remember, I was standing at the lake north of Velaki. Do you remember our last encounter? Gone. He was murdered by Strahd. And if you had been here, maybe he would still be alive. But your dedication to this Hadar has gone on for long enough. Burn, he is beyond the redemption. It is time. Say your prayers for him. You know, it's a little disappointing that he's not here I had plans to turn him into a really great pair of Labutan boots for Strahd's wife you monster that was our friend you don't know what monsters are Oza what do we do this one is mine. Seems as though Hadar's hold is too strong on young Stolas. Try anything you want. It'll either kill him or I will. At this point, Marius speaks a word. Glowing lights begin to filter out from around him. Little orbs of blue light begin to float 
circling around my friends and eventually circling on top of Stolas. I need Stolas to make a wisdom saving throw. Okie dokie. One wisdom saving throw coming up. 22. Ooh, still half damage. Okay. For a total of... Six, uh, eight. Okay. Ra eight points of radiant damage as he starts to just cook within the aura of my spirit guardians. Uh, Van Richten looks at you. He says, Marius, we can still help them. We could remove it surgically. Root and stem? How? It is... I say, I would imagine with the damage, Stolas falls unconscious. Uh, they are at half health here. currently. Oh, I know okay. you can see 0, 053 here, but I'm... Alright. As long as you're tracking. Yep. Um, Rudolph looks at you and he says, It's grotesque. But from what I'm looking at, this seems to be more than just possession. It is a living organism that has attached itself to a creature. Now, we could purge this creature, but you killing them will just kill them. If we can get them to sleep, both of them, I could attempt to remove it. Though it is dangerous, it could be done. And what happens when we separate Hadar from Stolas? I say we test out your new hammer, old boy. I don't think Stolas is really the one speaking here. Clearly. It's, I don't Stolas clearly it. isn't. I don't think Stolas even exists anymore within that form. I think he was consumed by Hadar long ago. So if we remove Hadar and Stolas is no longer there, then he's just a corpse? It's better to try and have a corpse than let Stolas perish and Hadar continue to live. I agree, Burn. I agree. I will need to cut them free. And I will need one of you to attempt to hold them. Uh, I'm the strongest, so I'll hold them, I guess. I have hold person. <laughs> well, that's he good. nods at you. That will do. That'll do. That'll, That'll do, do wizard. I. <laughs> uh, yeah, Van Richten will pull out his surgical bag from under his robes, and he pulls out what looks like a, a bone saw, setting it next to Solas's body, and then a couple different types of scalpels, a dagger, and he pulls on a pair of goggles over his eyes. He says, "Okay, when you're ready." Will raise a hand. And cast hold person. Choose a humanoid that you can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. At the end of each of its turns, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. On a success, the spell ends on the target. 14. You speed rolled the shit out of that. Uh, 
what is the uh, what is a wisdom? What's the wisdom check that they need to beat? Because I have DC seventeen. I rolled a fourteen. What is that? So mean? plus two. So I failed. Okay. It was against a seventeen, though, right? Correct. Okay. Um, as the spell takes effect, Ozal's crystal and eyes turn blue, and um, who Stolas is paralyzed. It turns the blue, then red, then yellow. Oh, that's new. Don't panic. But yes, that's new. your spell takes hold. And they're paralyzed. Um, he looks up to you and he says, Marius, take off the bindings. Burn. Back up. Kranglis. Assist. I am also trained in medicine. I will help you. I'll make sure you can do this properly. You as well, then. Okay. Um, you and I both get to roll at advantage, then, Marius. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and roll medicine at advantage. It's 22 I'll, for Van Richten. I will drop my uh, my Spirit Guardians as well, so that it's not continuing to damage the box. <laughs> to chew through Stolos. And natural oh! Holy Holy baby cow. Damn. Let's go. It seems Helm has deemed <laughs> that Stolos should survive this procedure. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I like how we both went for two different <laughs> Jamaican horns at the same time. I love it. It's perfection. Mwah. There's a certain je ne sais quoi we have on our show here, listeners, and I appreciate that you're here to witness it. <clears throat> um, you begin to cut into this fleshy exterior that you thought originally Sholos's, um feathers had been shed, and they had become this grotesque creature based on its actions and transmutation. But what has actually happened is they had latched on over Stolos. And as you begin to cut back, much like if you're taking the skin off of a chicken breast, you reveal the meat underneath. Slimy tentacles begin to part as feathers begin to show on this once proud owl's body. Uh, each time Van Richten cuts, coming up the, the left leg, removing this husk off of them, you can see the inside of it has hundreds of little mouths with needle teeth that seem to be feeding off of Stolas's body. Sores and pain and all kinds of capillaries and veins that seem to be running into these open wounds, literally feeding off the life force of Stolas. Go ahead and roll again at advantage. 21. 17. That's enough. They get off all of the legs, come up across the torso, under the neck, last roll, 26. 14. Van Richten struggles a little bit um, with your help, but they begin to pull this tube as this tentacle has been stuck down the esophagus of Stolas's body. He pulls on the eye, the eye begins to release. As you're pulling up on the rest of the flesh mask, it begins to suck back down. One more. 
Nat 20, hit. baby. 28. That's some mom spaghetti right there. 17. That's enough. You pull off this grotesque creature that kind of looks like a starfish uh, as it begins to flop around on the ground. Van Richten lets go of it, throwing it towards you, Burn. What do you do? Um. Hurry, my boy. <laughs> Say it again. He pulls off this creature and it it like shrinks to the size of a small dog and it's shaped like a starfish with eyes and mouths all over it. He Bring the hammer down, fool! Oh, he throws it at <laughs> your feet. Okay. What a dingus. Yeah, I uh, I lift the hammer over my head. Do I have a hammer? Uh... I haven't added it to your sheet yet, but I got oh, you. Shit. You grab the hammer. It ignites with righteous fire. There are these little inlays in the hammer where kind of the uh, the pommel is, the grip. As you grasp it and focus your will through it, the grooves that would normally be filled with gold begin to light up with this golden white light kind of pulsing. And as they reach the top, the hammer superheats with radiant energy. You bring the hammer down upon it and it delivers 2d8 plus 2 radiant damage plus an additional d8 for it being an undead creature for a total of 3d8 plus 2 damage. Does he hit for a whopping 14 <coughs> plus your strength of 5, uh, bring that to 19, destroying this creature. What? A scream echoes through the air, and you destroy the parasite of Hadar. Okay. Welcome back, Stolas. Who is still paralyzed. Everything all right, Stolas. Now maintain concentration as Stolas, I talk to them. Stolas, can you hear me? <laughs> oh, I can hear you. Okay, so right, Stolas, Stolas, is Stolas still paralyzed at this point? Yes. Stolas is still paralyzed. Okay, so, so I don't know how like, they want you to answer. Talk? Yeah. You can talk when you're paralyzed? What the hell? You never talked no, to a paralyzed person before? You can't move, my guy. Your whole body's paralyzed. Whole that, person. I don't think that you understand... It's not no talking person. It's hold person. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's not si- like in like in stasis. Like, like you know, like in, in the Incredibles when Syndrome uses his stasis talk. field, and like the only thing he could do is move his eyes, and he says like, "Oh, not so strong now, are you, Mister Incredible?" So hold person is broken AF if they can't cast yeah. spells. It's a broken spell in general. I mean, you hit someone with it; it's a critical hit. It's nasty. Okay, okay, fine. Well, I will drop paralysis, I guess, if that's what's keeping them from talking. Okay. Stolas, you have full faculties. Stolas, can you hear me? Oh, it's all I can hear you. Is this our Stolas? How many Stolases do you know? I mean, the <laughs> that one that ate Marius. Like yeah, well... <laughs> And Ozal will embrace Stolas with tears in his eyes. Boy. I'm an Owlen boy. Stolas is a little discombobulated, <laughs> but he'll, uh... That was great, Cody. How dare you, though. Oh, no! Great. You ruined that song. Or actually, you made the song better. I, I made it better. Honest. How dare you. You ruined the name Owlen is what I meant. Ozal will embrace Stolas and say... So good to have you back, my boy. Especially after all we've been through last we met. 
What is the last is thing little... that you remember, Stolas? Uh, my head hurts just so bad. Um. I don't. I don't think I can think very clearly right now, but. I remember being here at this castle before. I recognize these men. Is there anything else? Do you remember the marsh? The marsh. Yes, I remember the marsh. And what did you do there? Does the name Night Mother ring a bell? Awkward. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember her. You did something. Adar told me all about her. You did something quite terrible to her. Moved her from the, her, her homeland. Presented her to Hadar. That is true. I did do that. Although yeah. the details are kind of unclear. Oh, they were quite clear to me. You have oh, some dear. things that you need... You need to uh, <laughs> answer for. I want you to... Atone... For your actions. Recommit yourselves to our cause. I have a ceremony I will conduct for you. Maybe this will bring you back to the light. You have missed a lot while you've been gone. Well, I have, a, I have like an army now, Stolas. That's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. I burn. If if Stolas actually that. agrees, if Stolas actually agrees to it, there is a spell called Ceremony. It's a one-hour ritual that I would cast. Twenty-five gold worth of powdered silver. You perform a special religious ceremony that is infused with magic. When you cast the spell, choose one of the following rites, the target of which must be within 10 feet of you through casting. Atonement. You touch one willing creature whose alignment has changed, and you make a DC 20 Wisdom Insight check. On a successful check, you restore the target to its original alignment. Let's go. So. But he must be a willing creature. Will you atone for your actions, Stolas, and commit yourself to saving Barovia? I'll do that. And I mean it. I'll insight him there. Is he being truthful? 100%. Perfect. I'll let this point then begin to try and cast that ritual yay stolas is back stolas just looks like he's in agony he's just having the worst day his whole body hurts he just had some parasite pulled out of his throat his feathers are all fucked up while marius is performing the ritual ozal will talk to krangulus and say Stolas was once a companion of ours before we met you. It's great to have both of you on our team. If you insist. 
They're an old friend of Burns and myself. You will find them quite agreeable. Noted. Added to allies. No, no. Jesus oh Christ. <laughs> you totally just ruined that moment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How does it feel? How does it feel? No, I'm just kidding. That was so funny. Uh, I just thought, oh. <laughs> that was, that was an accident. I was trying to move my songs around here and I hit Mom Spaghetti. <laughs> um, Ozol will... This ritual takes an hour, so Ozol will take a seat uh, next to Vor and uh, begin having Burn. a smoke. Burn, listen to me. What's up? While the cleric does his thing, I think it's important that I mention how happy I am that you were so intent on saving me back at that swamp. Are you kidding me? Of course. <laughs> Did you not? I was also having a cow. A special little guy. Are you kidding me? He didn't even care, Stolas. He was trying to the whole time to get everyone to stop attacking me. Stolas, if you would have seen what Burns said in my temporal space, he didn't even care. Dare you? He didn't even care. He was like, "Yeah, I do want to save her." Him. Not so a good friend, Stolas. Him. him. Don't lie, Stolas can tell when you're lying. Stolas, can you sense that Burn is lying? Honestly, I don't care. I hate <laughs> Yep, he's back. 100%. I just thought I'd let you know I'm grateful. That's it. I know that was hard for you, Stolas. I give him a little noogie because he's so little. <sighs> okay. Your hour passes. Marius. <coughs> I make a 22 on my roll for insight. Jesus. So it succeeds. His alignment, it restored to his original. Uh, alignment. Okay. Uh, Stolas, you become neutral again. Nice. Well, I know there is, uh, <clears throat> questions, maybe plenty of anger and resentment, but I've been I was on the inside it. for a time. And I do know everything there is to know about the Elder God you released into this realm. You could if give you us any insight into Strahd? Limited, but I believe I could. That could be an invaluable tool. Were you ever inside of his keep? I was not. He did, however, offer me some form of power. He's the one who led me to the Kraken. Now that I'm clearer of mind, I remember it. Is that a power you might still be able to tap into? Uh, I remember vaguely a mark 
that it left on me. Where is it? It's gone. Hmm. That's strange. Could have sworn it was almost branded into my skin. Maybe you're misremembering. You did take a pretty good beating there. Well, burn, you're not lying. Stolos be like... Oh, <laughs> I think it's also best if I don't show my face anywhere near town. Basically forever. I think I still have that hat of disguise. That so. is true. You do have that. You could have had clothes the whole time and you chose not to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still, I was even missed oh, quite God. the show. I'm uh, kind of the man around here now. Oh, I feel... I feel this... strange sensation. I don't think I've... can even recognize what it is, but... I can tell Hadar has left me. No more of us how this function. That's a good thing, right? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> I told say, you uh, before. How, how does that work exactly? Because you, you received your powers from him, did you not? I did. So what now? Well, although I feel a little weak... I do feel I'm still able to at least cast the spells I was given. But I don't know a path forward without Hadar's blessings, if you will. Or, you know, a curse, depending on your perspective. Okay, but how hungry are you? <sighs> you know, I am pretty hungry. I could go for some fish right now. I forgot you're kind of a pescatarian. Burn, are there any facilities in this castle that we might get Stolas a meal? Let's find out. Men! Godfrey comes running over. My lord. Me are lord. there any banquet halls that we might feast in this evening? He kind of looks at you and then looks at himself. And then looks at the other men and the specters and the revenants, and he says, uh, unfortunately not, my lord. Um, hmm. we don't have a need to eat. Well, they can Send hunt something some for us. And, uh, f fetch us a meal. Find boar, bear, whatever the hell's in the forest around here. And how many should I send, my lord? Enough. We are hungry. Uh, he turns around and points to three of the contingents of ten each. Uh, makes the tango go sign and points out before you, like a bow and be arrow. Before you really go spending a lot of time doing this, we need to be moving. Falaki is under danger of being attacked again. Oh. Along yeah, with the the wedding, if you don't don't remember, Burn. I know you're happy on the road. to pull us back, but yes. But I'm hungry. <laughs> My dear boy, we can eat on the road. Marius can produce rations for us. All right, all right. Never mind, then. We'll be off. Pull around our cards. Uh, he does that. Uh, they 
just kind of gesture down to where your cart is at the bottom layer and uh no bring it in here (laughs) (laughs) shakes his head this is argonvas save us We'll have one of your finest fish tartare on the go. Fish tartare? Uh, yeah. Isn't that just sushi? <laughs> they will begin clearing out the majority of the castle, leaving behind a couple contingents of men just to make sure that Argon Vosthold does not fall. Uh, being that Trot is, Strahd is a stricty boy. Um, he's real tricks free. Mordenkainen will open a portal to allow the rest of the men back to Velaki so that they can already be there by the time you arrive. And that is where our episode ends with you on the road back to Velaki. Thank you so much for watching. I have been your Dungeon Master, Cody J. Hay. We'll see you next time. Bye, Bye, everyone. Goodbye.